Is this episode a cry for help? <laughs> Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey, Internet, and welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan. If you're brand new to Intoxicated, this is a comedy variety talk show where I get personal with comedians, creators, and characters. I'm going to be a thousand percent honest with you all and say that I spent an hour on a perfect intro for this podcast, only to have it disappear from Audacity. Uh, I had a bunch of files open, I was doing a bunch of different things, and somehow never saved it, must have closed it and hit, yeah, no, I'm not going to save that, you know? I'm just going to take that one hour of work and say, ah, whatever, I won't save um, that never feels less shitty, by the way, you guys. Uh, so I'm going to try to just cut this down. Uh, this episode is already late, so I do apologize. It's just things have been a little bit insane. And I also shut down mentally and had a four hour nap, which took away from getting this episode out on time. I had a TikTok go viral yesterday. Um, it is currently sitting at 1.8 million views, close to half a million likes, and I've gained 20,000 TikTok followers from this. I mean, it's absolutely insane. I'm completely overwhelmed with it, cannot process, but also just cannot say thank you enough to anybody who shared it, liked it, or viewed it. Big thank you, you guys. Um, It's really hard for me to do this again. I just recorded like five minutes talking about this TikTok. I'm not going to get too, too much into it. Just a big thank you to everybody and make sure that you follow me on TikTok. Um, it is just Sarah McClellan on TikTok. And yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's the pressure is on now with all of these followers. Uh, I'm not sure I'll be able to keep up, but we will see. So right off the top, I'm going to let you know about something I'm doing this month for Intoxicated. I am going to be doing free ad reads for local small businesses in the Halifax or Maritime area. I am keeping it fairly local to the bulk of my listenership. That said, I am going to be sure to plug some businesses that have online stores so you can order and get them shipped to you wherever you are. I just figured I have this podcast platform. I would love to support small businesses any way that I can. And if I can help spread the word about some, I'm going to do it. So every week for the month of December, I'm going to be doing three ad reads for local small businesses, one at the top of the show and two more before the hour and a half point. I'm going to let you know about some of my favorites, but I'm also open for suggestions. So if you do have a suggestion for a local small business, feel free to comment on the Instagram post. I made a post talking all about what I'm doing with the small business shout out, or you can email your suggestions to intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. So I'm going to get right to the first small business shout out. I'm going to put some festive Christmas music over this because I'm going to try to get fancy with these. Hey, I am talking about Rudy's Catering. They are a family-owned and operated business in the downtown Halifax area, serving up really cozy home-cooked meals. And you guys, their food is amazing. When you walk into this place, it truly does feel like you are walking into your grandmother's kitchen. They are currently offering takeout and delivery. You can check out their menu at rudyscatering.ca. Give them a follow on Instagram as well at rudyscatering83. 
I'd highly encourage you to consider buying a gift card to Rudy's. They are also doing something quite amazing this year with their holiday buy a meal program. You can go online and actually order a meal for a person in need. It is truly amazing. They are great, friendly people and their turkey dinners, you guys, are absolutely delicious. So make sure you check out rudyscatering.ca. So let's get right into it, you guys. This week's guest is a returning guest, somebody I enjoy so much. Truly have not been able to stop thinking about her since she came on the podcast with Jim Temple back in October. This week's guest is Vanessa Allen. She is an actress. She does sketch comedy. She's wildly talented and so funny. And honestly, she's like another version of me. Her and I We feel like the same people sometimes. We have so much in common. We get along so well. So I knew after meeting her and really hitting it off on the podcast with Jim, I had to have her back on. And that's what's happening. I have a feeling that Vanessa is going to be a regular guest. It was just an absolute blast. I want to let you know about Vanessa and Jim's sketch comedy album. It is now out and available wherever you stream. Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora. I will leave a link below to where you can stream that. It is called We're Bringing Daddy Back. Highly suggest checking it out because it is very impressive and funny. And I'm so proud of Vanessa and Jim. Congrats, you guys. Vanessa was also a part of a film in the 48-hour film festival called Typecast that won a bunch of awards. So a huge congrats on that as well. You can follow Vanessa on Instagram. She has two Instagrams. I will link below to those so that you can stay up to date with her and what she's doing. But really, truly, you guys, this is a long and epic episode, but it is so great. I was literally crying, laughing, listening to it back. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Before we get to it, I'll let you know where you can find Intoxicated. You can follow the podcast on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast and on Twitter at in underscore intoxicated. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube as well. If you really dig the podcast, an amazing thing that you can do for me is leave an Apple podcast rating or review. This really helps podcasts out. It helps with charting and visibility. But of course, you can also share it on social media and tell your friends. That is also greatly appreciated. And if you want to go the extra mile and support the podcast, you can check out the Intoxicated Patreon page at patreon.com backslash intoxicated. Okay, I tried to keep that one as compact as I could. Still in love with that first intro, but you will never hear it because I'm a dumbass. I'm going to get right to it, you guys. I hope you enjoy this week's episode with Vanessa Allen. Just, I don't like the obligation. Like, I, I just kind of want to go down south sometime. I oh, yeah. Avoid it all. I think that would be, yeah. I I, like, if COVID wasn't happening, I'd probably just be like, peace, going to Cuba. I would, too. Girls yeah. trip. Girls, girls Christmas trip. Girls Christmas trip. Okay, we got to open this episode. because we'll, <laughs> we'll just keep talking. And uh, I'm very, very excited. Welcome back, everybody, to the Intoxicated Podcast. It hasn't been too long since this person has been on the show, but guess what? I wanted to have her back. Miss Vanessa Allen. Oh, thank you. Is back. (laughs) Welcome back. It's been it's been so long. How are you? So long. When when did we do the last one? Oh, I mean, gosh, it would have been. It's a good question. I have no concept. It was like around like uh, first second week of October. Things were because Jim and I thought our comedy album was going to drop on October fourteenth. Right. But we didn't read the small print, and it actually so got released Octo- November 25th. October 16th. So, yeah, actually, longer than I thought. Mm-hmm. Time really fucking flies when, you, when you're when you doing nothing and the days all blend together. 
or you're so busy that you are run off, run off your feet and the days also blend together. That's true. It's like one or the other. Yeah, or a combination of both. That's true. Because I feel like when I'm at work, yeah, days fly by because they're 12-hour shifts and they go by super fast. But then on my days off, they also fly by. They never feel like I have enough. Like, I don't understand what's happening. That's wild. 12 hours is a long fucking time. It's a long fucking time. And, like, usually my shifts are, like, 7 to 7, like, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So you're eating breakfast at, like, 6.30. You eat your lunch at, like, 11. And then I always, like, never bring enough food because I'm like, now I have to eat dinner. Oh, my like, God. It's like you got to bring everything. Day. Yeah, you got to bring everything. Oh, my God. That's brutal. I, I just, like, steal peanut butters and crackers from the patient cupboard at the hospital. Well, that's that's good, though, protein. Yeah. That's like a medic's, like, when you see, like, someone laid out, like, peanut butter and crackers in the break room, you're like, <laughs> you know someone's struggling throughout the meal prep. Quick. And that's, like, one thing that I... I mean, I we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into it, mm-hmm. but before we get into it, um, we have some things to plug right off the top because I'm not gonna let the whole episode go by. Two things: number one, you won an award. I did win an award. Talk Thank about you. it. What's this for? Um, so it was the 48 Hour Film Festival. So you had to write, uh, shoot, and edit a short film that had to be between like four and seven minutes long in 48 hours. That's wild. Yeah. So, do, do, with the and I think I think I put it together, but I sometimes don't know. Um, <laughs> do they give you? Do they give you a theme? Like, was everything yeah. egg related? Yeah. So okay. yeah. So okay. you're, I right, you're right. Yeah. You're I was right. like, I'm gonna feel like a fucking idiot if this is wrong. No. So like every <laughs> every film had to incorporate um, an egg as a prop. Oh my god. Um, a character named either I think Charles or Josephine Dugas, who was a former child star. Um, and the line, this is a conspiracy. Really? So each film had to have th- those, those three th- things, and then each team who signed up got assigned a genre. So we got uh, buddy film or coming of age film? Um, I gotta say, that's probably one of the better ones to get. It right. was. It like, was in really terms fun. Of, in terms of being fun to do. Yeah. For you especially, because comedy? Yeah. It's kind of perfect. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of like a dramedy. But yeah, no, we did some really funny things, and it was just a good time. Like, we egged, we egged someone's house. Well, like, the, the director's house. Like, we didn't just go up and randomly egg like a stranger's house. But that was our use of the egg. That's amazing. We egged a house. It was so fun. So the egg can be incorporated in any way. In any way, as long as it's there. As long as it's there. Like, I know, I know, like, Jim's film, like, was all about the egg. I was the just egg say, was, like, the focal the point. The focus, yeah. They it really so narrowed funny. it in. I need to watch that one. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. Uh, but congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. Oh, my God. Yeah, and this now- happens every year, right? Yeah, this happens, I think so, every year. And then, so it won Best of Halifax, so it's going to Filma Palooza in Washington, I think. Oh, nice. And if COVID wasn't happening, we would all get to go and go to the premiere, and it's like a big gala. Fuck COVID. (laughs) Are they doing, like, a virtual event or anything? I keep hearing about these, like, virtual Christmas parties, and I think... That sounds so terrifying. I think that I would want to shoot myself. I'm really lucky where like, my new like, job like is instead of like team. an office party it's like a virtual christmas party yeah these big companies where everyone just gets drunk at home but they have to dress up too so can you imagine like getting in like to a gown oh and like God. sitting down to oh, your wait, webcam they, they want formal dress at these virtual christmas parties fuck that i would like just like wear like the top part of the dress hike up the bottom <laughs> and have my fucking Sweats. sweatpants on oh my god totally it's well, 
It's I I'm not ready to go back to Zoom. I I took a lot of advantage of it like over the quarantine, mm-hmm. like almost too much. Like I did a lot of like live streams, like a lot. Yeah. And I and I'll do them and they're fun to do. But like I'm not ready to go back. Like I'm ready to go back to Zoom life? I'm not ready for it. I don't <laughs> I like this so much better. Yeah. I hate recording over Zoom. It's just not the same feeling. I had it's a couple of auditions over Zoom and they were brutal. <laughs> So terrible. Oh it was God. so terrible. I had this one audition and I thought I had to be off book for for the sides that she gave me. So I memorized I, me- I memorized them and she was like, oh my gosh, are you off book? And I was like, yeah, I am. She's like, that's impressive. But she's like, now I want you to read this other part that I did. Off book means like you don't, you're not reading. I'm not reading from a script. Oh, yeah. Okay. But she's like, now I want you to read another part that I didn't have off book. And, like, I'm really technologically, like, delayed. Like, I... So, my computer, you should literally see it. It's, like, falling apart. Like, the monitor doesn't attach to, like, the base of the computer. So, it's... My computer's so shitty, Sarah, that I have to use Zoom on my phone. Like, I can't even use Zoom on my computer. One of those people! I am! You're, you're cloverfielding it. You're, like... You're, like, found footage. But it's a Zoom call. And Zoom with me is, like, the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> trying to like download this video to post for our sketch comedy album and i'm like it's not working on my phone jim and jim's like vanessa use your computer i'm like i don't think i you literally had to be like you need to start using your computer you can't do everything on your phone i think every wildly funny woman wildly funny and talented woman or man or whoever human um should have help with this type of thing because it's so important for the world to know about you guys. I, I think about Kirsten, like, who just started TikTok. And she's still just like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, she's like, asking me for stuff. And I'm like, no, let me help you. Like, because yeah. I want the world to know you. So, yeah. like, I feel like when you're technically, like, when you're not savvy, like, you should have a friend fucking helping you. Yeah. To, yeah. like, figure it out. That cause... was, like, me when I went back to school at 26. And, like, a fucking <laughs> a general arts degree. <laughs> oh my god and everyone was using like iMovie and now professors want you to get crazy and creative and like oh like you don't have to write an essay you can write like a or you can make a movie or like a you know digital presentation I'm like no just give me Microsoft Word the little clipboard guy old school Clippy Clippy was it Clippy Clippered (laughs) I think you're thinking of Clifford the big red dog I'm thinking of a combination of the two of them I mean he could be the new mascot for Microsoft I'd be okay with that yeah i'm like a straight up microsoft word i know how to write a five paragraph essay i know my introduction my three body paragraphs the conclusion i'm good but they're like you can make a creative project and everyone's like oh yeah i'll do that it's so much easier i'm like not for this girl i barely know how to put a fucking powerpoint together but but what's crazy about that is is like you're you're still very creative obviously it's just in a different way than like this kind of new age of like creative people yeah yeah, I like, like, good old, just, like, old-fashioned, like, hands-on. I like things to be live. I mean, I know everything's going digital because yeah. of COVID, but I'm a very, I get good, I'm very creative in, like, a live space. Like, how do That's we... So fascinating. Like, even when Jim and I were doing our sketch comedy thing at school, like, we had Jacob doing live music and transitions with an acoustic guitar and sound effects with his hands behind us, like, right. stuff like that. So it's, like, 
And I think that just like is more. It's magical. It's magical. It's more aesthetically pleasing, and it's just yeah. There's an energy exchange. Exactly. So it just feels. It just feels like yeah. It's way better. It's, yeah, I guess I'm like the MacGyver of of arts. <laughs> Give me a piece of string and a paperclip, and I'll make something beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh! So, you, so you have that, and then also your your guys's comedy album is now out. It's bringing, out. We're bringing Daddy back. We're, we're bring, bringing. We're bringing Daddy yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's we're a bringing, play on we're bringing sexy back, back. I guess. Got you. <laughs> and this is available wherever you can stream things: Spotify, uh, Google Play, Apple Music. I think some other things, but just check out my. <laughs> just check out uh, at Jim and Vanessa on Instagram, and you can. Yes! Follow the Instagram. Yes. Pat and Jim and Vanessa. Yeah. No, I listened to the album from start yeah. to finish on Spotify when it came out, and I hadn't listened to it in a long time. Because, you know, when you just like, you release something, and you're like, oh my gosh, I've watched this so many times, it's lost its magic to me. Yep. I laughed. Did I you? laughed at my own stuff. Oh, yay! I didn't think I didn't think it was gonna happen. <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah. There you fucking go. Congratulations. Thanks. You, you got a lot of shit going on yeah yeah it's 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 um it's fun it's fun it's tiring (laughs) (laughs) i'm so exhausted right now sarah (laughs) i mean i enjoy i enjoy working on my art (laughs) every time people ask me like oh the podcast ah stand up and i'm like yeah i'm having so much fun i'm exhausted too like i have to take ephedrine to stay alive right now (laughs) it's like a good tired it's like a um running on empty (laughs) running on fumes running on fumes but you get wired and i feel like that's where i get most of my creative energy is when i'm just like fucking deliriously tired and my brain's like you need to go to sleep i'm like no but what about this what about this yeah Uh, it's such and then it's like you just okay i mean like I have so much to talk about with you. So we got to tell people what inspired you coming back on because (laughs) you came on the episode with Jim. I didn't know you at the time. You're a total stranger walking in here. Yep. Uh, And brought my friend because I have social anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, And like it was just a magical like connection. It really was. Between you and I. And like we have this running joke now that we're the same person. And that there's, like, very little that we disagree on or, like, I guess, see differently. Or, yeah, or... there were so many moments where, like, Jim just got completely shut out <laughs> of the fucking podcast and we were, like, bonding over music or fucking yep. being single. I don't know. And, but, and he was like, I'm just happy to be here. And you know what, Jim? You rock, Jim. He was Thank a good you. sport. Thank you so really much for sport. putting up with our girl vibes. <laughs> Uh, because they were strong yeah. and um, they couldn't be contained because now Vanessa's back on the podcast because I made yeah. her come back on. And here's the thing, like I, I've been rethinking this podcast and the, the episodes I enjoy most are with people that like I can have a really good like back and forth with. Right. I don't necessarily always enjoy just like bringing people on to like talk about a project they're doing or like, like it's, it's not just about what you do. It's about who you are to me. And and that's why I like having people I know mm-hmm. because the conversation can go anywhere. So we already know things about each other. We already Sarah. know things, <laughs> and then or we or we know enough things, and then we find out more. Yeah, like those are like those are my favorite kinds of episodes. And We're so, opening Pandora's box. Exactly, and so Vanessa's back, and I'm stoked you're back because. 
Like, this is, like, it feels easy to me to talk to you. Yeah. And I hope you take that as a compliment. Like, I do. <laughs> you know what is funny? I worked with this girl the other day. First time working with her at work. We did a, uh, two days, two nights together. And we just were chatting and talking and stuff. And she's like, I've never really told anyone this much at work, like, before. She's like, I feel like I can just talk to you. I'm like, yeah, I get that a lot. I honestly don't mm. know why. Don't know why well, people tell me their deepest, darkest secrets. Ooh, yeah. interesting. Maybe. Yeah. It's and like, I just like have to lock it away and be like, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm just a vessel. I will not I will not tell so anyone. Funny. That's interesting. But there's some people who are like that who just you feel like you can just mm-hmm. talk to and trust, I guess. Mm-hmm. Don't want to my own horn because I'm one of those fucking people. You want you're <laughs> likable likeable and relatable and shit. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Yeah. Uh, I didn't ask for this gift, okay? Do you think that's <laughs> like do you enjoy that or no? Like cause some people really don't want to hear it from other people. Like like are you empathic? Let's start with that question. Are you, do you consider yourself empathic? Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Clearly not. I feel like I kind of get what empathic was, and the fact that I need to ask that probably empathic means I'm not. Empathic is like, I don't know if I can use it in a sentence, but like, I can explain what it is. It's yeah. essentially like you pick up on the energy of others really well, and like mm. you take in, like if someone's really sad and they're like talking to you about being sad, you'll get sad. You know what I think? I think I always thought I was empathic, but I think I just have anxiety. <laughs> It's true. You're like, I just can't leave this conversation now. I'm I'm locked in. I well, need to be nice. You're always, like, when you have anxiety, crippling anxiety, you're so worried about what people think of you yeah. and that you constantly want to people please. So you pick up on people's cues and reactions mm-hmm. and kind of get the vibe of how that person's feeling because it's not because you're feeling what they're feeling. It's because, oh, what can I do to make you like me? God, that's <laughs> so true. Yeah. So. So you're more of that. Yeah. I'm just fucked. <laughs> just full riddled with anxiety but it it is it is very like i'm i think think i'm perceptive of those things yeah i think that's a better word for it perceptive yeah 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 very perceptive which helps in like theater and acting and stuff oh that makes sense though that you would have that yeah what about you do you think you're empathic yes for sure and which is why it's like people think i'm this big extrovert and not like i always just need to be talking to people but like Mm. if i even if I record like two podcasts like like back to back, like I will be fucking exhausted because mm. it just takes so much Your out energy. of me. Yeah, because I do t- tune in to what people are saying a lot. It can go the other way though. Like I learned about this thing called emotional dumping, which sounds very ooh. <laughs> I was like, that's what I do after Taco Bell. But you have to be careful with that, though. <laughs> Delayed reaction. Yeah. I, just, I, just I, heard, I was like, that was a joke. I guess it wasn't funny. It's fine. No, I just cry and shit my pants after I eat Taco Bell. It's my emotional dumping. Feel bad about eating the Taco Bell? Cry about it. But you ever have those people who, like, go on and on about everything that's bad in their life and they just won't stop and they just keep going on and on and there's no solution. Anytime you offer a solution, it's like, well, no, I can't do that. Like, they're just very, like, that's what emotional dumping is. Yeah. So when people do that, I my battery dies. Like, mm. I, mm. I like the back and forth. Like, I, I think I'm very super aware of, like, when I'm being too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know when to pull back. But some people don't. And that's emotional yeah. dumping. Yeah. No, I felt like that too. Like mm. not myself emotionally. But like I'm being on the, on the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, I felt that. But I always like I'm like always like such a problem solver that I want like, it, and it's true. It's like no matter what you say, 
You're trying to offer solutions to problems. And I think that's what most people want to do is they want to find solutions. They want everything to be peaceful in the end. And when you have someone who just negates those things and isn't really hearing what you're saying, I think a lot of emotional dumping is just like, there's yeah. a wall to what the other person's trying wall. to say back to you. They're literally just like they're just o pudding. Yeah, like and they have no and there's it's just on you. Like they're just throwing it on you and like that's that's not cool. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. And also, yeah, it's like really consider the solutions because I I can be stubborn too and I can be like no, but 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 but, but, but like like a butt person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like think about what your friend is saying. Yeah, like, acknowledge maybe what tr- the other person is saying. Yeah, like just acknowledge that we exist and we're in front of you trying to like help you. Right? Yeah, even if you think it's bullshit, just be like, okay, yeah, no, that's that's a good because that makes us feel good too. And it's literally <laughs> why I don't if I fuck up and okay, like I'll use an example. Like if a friend is like, stop talking to that guy. That guy's only hurting you. Um, yeah. If I actually do keep talking to the guy, I'll just keep it a secret. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Oh, I think, I think we've all been there. I think every I woman or guy on the face of the planet has been like, yeah, no, you're right. This is totally detrimental to my mental health. Yeah, no, you're so right. I'm going to stop doing it. And then you get to the point where you just hit rock bottom with that person. You you have to realize it for yourself in those situations. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. And you, you realize, you know, your friends are right. You And you know it's going to get to that point, but you literally just push it to the point where there's no coming back. There's I've been no that person. Back. I'm a point pusher. I don't know if that's a term. I just coined that. I've <laughs> I love that. Point pusher. Point pusher. Like I'm the I will take it as far as it can get until it's like absolute in terms of like you like you t- talk telling a friend like this is how it is this is what you know like or for myself yeah oh, like 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 i've been on the other end being like i don't know what to do this person's treating me poorly and they're like stop talking to them i'm like okay and then i don't do it right. but then i let it get to a point where it eventually has to end oh my god me too you know what i mean like yeah. you just gotta like yeah hit rock bottom and it's yeah i don't know what that is like and i tell my friends that too i'm like like if i'm giving the advice being like you know this person's no good for you you know you need to stop talking to them it's not good for your mental health and then i say to them but you got to figure that out on your own yeah i can say all i want to say and but you know what you need to do and you'll realize when that point comes yeah and when that point comes i'll still be here as a friend exactly you got to get to that point Exactly. On your own. And I think that's the key thing in friendship, because that's where a lot of friendships can, I think, go wrong, is the one person will get way too frustrated with the situation and just be like, I'm out. I'm not talking to you anymore until you change. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think true friendship is like, okay, so-and-so's going on about so-and-so again. Like, guess I'll just have to deal with this (laughs) until you get there. Like, it's almost like a trust thing. You have to trust that your friend will get there on her own. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they don't. And like, <laughs> sometimes we're still in the place we were 10 years ago. But <laughs> you're still there. Still there as a friend. You still have your weekly wine nights and you talk about the same things you've been I talking think, about for the past 10 years. I think, I think we're still, we learn, we're just slower at learning than other people. <laughs> we're just slow. <laughs> like we're just, we're like turtles. We're like just inching along. We're, yeah. We're, we're getting to the good spot. It's just, it might take us a while to get there. Yeah. That's I feel okay. like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like lately though, I've cut out a lot of friendships that just like weren't, mm making me feel good and i don't know exactly why they weren't making me feel good Mm -hmm. um but i've just been like 
Like they're not serving you anymore. Exactly. But that sounds almost like selfish. That almost sounds like, like, like a, like, oh, you're not serving me anymore to my needs. So I'm going to. I think when you're at this age, because you are how old again? You are. 30. 30. (laughs) I'm 33. So like, I would say like late 20s, early 30s. Like, it's this weird key time where these evolutions, like people are evolving, but we're all evolving at a different pace. So, like, those of us who are evolving a bit faster or in a different way than other people, like, that's where the friendships can not be lined up. Yeah. You know? And so, for me, it's like, who who builds me up and makes me... Who challenges me as a friend? I think that that's a key thing. Yeah. Like, what, what are we talking about when we hang out? Are we just talking about our day-to-day, nine-to-five? Like, or are we talking about, like, our fucking ambitions and, like, what we're working on and, like, our mm-hmm. goals? Mm-hmm. Like, those are the people I want to surround myself with. Like, I saw a quote that was, like, surround yourself with people who have vision. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, that fucking hits home because... I, too, have lost a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. I would even just say, like, not by choice. I mm-hmm. wish I could say that. Um, more of, like, a drift apart slowly type of thing. But it's, like, then I ask myself, I'm, like, oh, look at all these awesome new chicks that I've met. Like, I met yeah. you and, like, my comedian friends. And it's, like, all these people who, like, get me yeah. have similar goals. And, yeah. like, we can help each other. Build each other up. Yes. Yeah. So and important. I think, yeah, I think, like, honestly, quality over quantity when you get quality. older. Because I think mm-hmm. when you're younger, you're just like, how many social circles can I be a part of? And, like, I just want to be out there and be yeah. seen and, like, get instant validation from, like, social things. Yeah. But yeah. now it's, like, deeper and, like, more. Now it's like, who who can I call, like, when I'm about to die? <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! That was really bleak, Sarah. Yeah, so that bleak. just came out of my mouth like naturally. Like <laughs> this episode, a cry for help. <laughs> I think the whole podcast. You're like, yeah. You're like every episode's a cry for help, and us. <laughs> like, have you? Yeah. Every single week, girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I would agree with you. Yeah, quality over quantity is so important. Yeah. Because it's so easy to be. It's so easy to be negative and think about what you don't have, but yeah. like. That lack mentality, like, will not get you anywhere. It won't get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. Think about what you don't have. And I've switched that to guys now. Because I'm like, you know, I got to stop thinking, oh, I don't have anyone. It's like, okay, well, what are the advantages to that? Yeah. I can eat what I want every day. I <laughs> Yeah, and also, it's like, I feel like, like, a lot of people just, I think we talked about this, like, on the lot, like, settle. Yeah, too, just to not be alone. And you're like, do I really want someone who doesn't serve me positively just to be like, oh, you know, we fuck three times a week and it <laughs> makes me feel special for, you know, we lay beside each other. L- yeah, there's a warm body beside me, but he's mm-hmm. really like quite an asshole. So true. Yeah, so true. And I like I see a lot of friends who are like, yeah, I'm in a relationship. I'm like, but that doesn't make you ha- you feel like you're meeting a goal. Mm-hmm. But you're like like in your life, like in your late twenties, early thirties, um, and yeah. you feel like you have to have this, but it's not really like working for these people. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. I was talking to a girlfriend recently, um, going through a breakup, and she was essentially just like, "Yeah, I'm just like gonna." And it was like the night of, and she's like, "I'm just gonna get back on the apps," and I was just like, "Really? You, like, 
Do you have to get back on the apps like right away? Because like, like that's you're what clearly people, yeah. sad. Like you're clearly very sad and grieving this person, even though even though you're strong enough to realize it wasn't meant for me. We're not meant to be. Mm-hmm. You can still be fucking sad for a bit on your own. You don't have to instantly go back to like getting validation from men. Yeah. I feel like that's I feel like that's a go-to now when people like Such break gosh. up they're just like oh well there's Tinder and just start like manically swiping and I personally and don't like, get that because when I get matches I just go oh a match cool yeah like, it doesn't fill me with this joy of like <laughs> this oh, is the one Trevor matched with me <laughs> Trevor <laughs> oh my god he's from Lower Sackville and works at Boston Pizza I just made those two things up yeah but no no has a picture with a fish yeah exactly. <laughs> Like, like that doesn't fill me. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but like, I've never really used the apps for that. Yeah. I've used the mode of boredom, which I think is a bit different than using it for yeah, validation. totally. I feel, I feel like I feel like using it out of boredom is like you're not trying to get over someone emotionally. No. You're literally just like looking to fill a void or time yeah. or time. And that's like, and I feel like that means you're probably pretty okay with yourself yeah. at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're doing it to like because you're sad over a breakup or like. Trying to replace the person who broke up with you. Don't do You're that. not going to have a good time on the no. apps. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Have a bubble bath. Order yeah. some garlic Order fingers. a $17 slice of cheesecake from Uber Eats. Like, Fuck that's yes. what I do. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> Uber Eats cheesecake. Yeah. yeah. But it's all like if I went to buy it in person, it'd be like $5. But the <laughs> delivery charges, it makes it like Isn't 17 is that such a, oh, my God, the amount of money I spend on Uber Eats is I know. Actually. It's, it's insane. I need to stop. Great. I actually have a problem. I, I do we, too. Okay, this is something we're. I feel like we should be keeping track of like okay, it's all time the things for we have. Small business yeah. shout out. I am going to tell you about Candle and Wick Candle Co. This is a awesome local business that I actually discovered on TikTok. They are selling hand poured candles right here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, with 100% soy wax to create a clean and natural burn. They are scented with phthalate free fragrance oils and produce a flame with lead and zinc free cotton wicks to prevent contaminants from circulating in your atmosphere. They have a variety of scents available. I actually just purchased the winter bundle, which is candy cane, cinnamon, and spice, and pine. Their sound absolutely amazing you can purchase their candles online at circleandwick.com they offer free delivery in the hrm area but they also ship nationwide give them a follow on instagram as well at candle and wick i am so excited for my order from candle and wick consider skipping bath and body works this year and purchase these awesome local hand poured candles I think we we love takeout. We order Uber Eats. We're we're ladies of convenience with food. I think we've both agreed. And I'm actually like I like cooking. I don't. Like I think. It, oh, you don't. Oh, we found oh, something. We found something. Okay. <laughs> well, every time we disagree, I'm gonna okay. ring the bell. I should clarify. I don't know if it's that I don't like cooking. I don't give myself the space to like cooking. What do you mean? I feel like there's so many other priorities in my day and my life that I put over cooking. Gotcha. So I think that, like, if it was like, okay, Sarah, you have a week off, you don't have to make any content, like, you can just, like, if it was like, there's no more podcasts, there's no more comedy for a week. Uh, which I would, could possibly happen which could very much oh, no. sorry comedy no, for sure but podcasts will live on bitch yeah. I will zoom with my- you I will figure out how to use my computer <laughs> and I will zoom a podcast on, and, on my Blair Witch style <laughs> flashlight under my chin 
<laughs> you're like under your covers. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a tent. <laughs> you're that Don't bitch. fucking tempt me. Oh, yeah, I God, am that bitch. God, that's so funny. Like the different, like just the, the next different time I'm on this podcast, if there is a next time, we should build a fort. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it like recently. Like what? I, I've made blanket forts in here recently. I have a princess pop up tent in for, my for uh, what purpose? Just me. Just for funsies. <laughs> Just for funsies. Your cat. <laughs> Actually, there was one time that I did it when I had roommates, and we like we we smoked joints in it. Oh my gosh! Do you remember that episode of Community where they built that like whole yes! like, forts tunnel? Like that would be really cool if we actually like they sell them now. Like there's these things called um they sell fucking they forts sell what forts like blow up forts that like expand out into like this like little cocoon of like fortness. <laughs> no, you're getting you're letting kids that's, get off too easy. You that's gotta, very true. You gotta take your mom's couch cushions, and then she like yells at you for taking the cushions off the couch and getting them all dirty. You gotta prop it up with a broom. And, yeah, like, you gotta get chairs. creative. Oh we are gosh. not making architects and engineers of this generation <laughs> if we're having blow up fucking forts. They can just buy it on fucking Amazon. Yeah, I know. And build one digitally and just have their friends meet them in the fucking. I don't know. Imagination world. Dead. Imagination it's station. Dead. It's fucking dead. Oh my god, that's funny. No, but okay, so the cooking thing. Yeah, like I so you actually really like cooking. Do you do it often okay. on a weekly basis? Yeah, I would say on a weekly basis. Like at least one night a week I'll cook. Really? Maybe maybe even three, I'd go out to say. Oh yeah. Before someone's try and be a wife. I hope I marry and date someone who can cook better than I do. Oh, well, that's the goal. That think, is the goal. I think the goal is, like, like I always say, like, one person in the relationship should cook and like cooking and do it. Mm-hmm. The other person can do the dishes and clean up and do yeah. other things. Yeah. But, like, one person should be able to cook. Like, if, if I'm dating someone with the same eating habits as me, there's no hope for us. We're going to be... <laughs> we're going to be so much debt from we're Uber Eats. Yeah, and we're going to have heart attacks by the time we're... <laughs> Like in 40 or something. Like, I'll show up on the ambulance and be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I should have cooked her some meals and sent it's them over. So bad, Vanessa, how shitty I eat. Okay, so how many nights a week would you cook? Does cooking. Okay, now can we define cooking? Oh my God, I don't think we need to define cooking. I feel like you should know what that means. Does cooking. Can, can cooking be. <laughs> Um, okay, so like this is kind of standardly what I would do if I was to cook. I can make spaghetti. Okay. Okay. And and with store bought pasta sauce. I was just about to, <laughs> I was just about to say, is it sauce from a can or is it oh, no. does oh, the no. can have botulism or are you making <laughs> fresh pasta sauce? Hundred percent from a can. Uh I can do okay, so I can do spaghetti. I do a good um stir fry. Beef okay. stir fry. Yeah. So I made that recently. And is that homemade? Like, yeah. So I buy the beef stir <laughs> Don't. I'm not, okay, not going to slut- okay. cook shame you. Like, I just, I'm just curious. <laughs> it's okay. It's a package bang- stir fry mix, okay? <laughs> I keep banging my hands on the chair because I'm it's laughing okay. too hard. Um, yeah, no, like, like I get the veggies. I get the rice. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. Stir fry is honestly stir like fry. I think that's like a staple because it's literally what the fuck do I have in my fridge? It's so easy. Make a sauce, even if it's just fucking soya sauce. That's what I do. I just do do beef and soya and rice and veggies. a little bit of ginger and Bob's oh, your uncle. Fuck yeah, ginger. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's wife material. Throwing ginger in there. <laughs> that sounds delicious, actually. Yeah. 
No, that's, I like, but like, I'm not like, I feel like I have to look up recipes. Like, I enjoy cooking. I can follow a recipe, but I'm not like creative enough in the kitchen. But I think, feel like most, unless you're like, well, if you're trained in the kitchen. Well, that's the thing. You're following a recipe. So you're like, I think that's, you're instantly many levels above me. Cause I, I cook what like my mom taught me to cook. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, if I followed my mom's recipes, it would be like, how do I open this can of Chef Boyardee? <laughs> Did you grow up on Chef Boyardee? I did. I grew up on Chef Boyardee. I also grew up on the Puritan beef stew with, like, the potatoes. Yes! (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God, But my mom would, like, try to be, like, fancy to bulk it up. She'd, like, boil some Uncle Ben's, like, white rice and then just, like... We'd have the stew on top of the white rice. It was delicious. I mean, that sounds delicious. I still have a dollar store. Really? Sometimes when I'm at Dollarama buying, like, my makeup wipes and stuff, I'll buy some Puritan beef stew. Oh, my God. Yum. My mom... Bless her heart. Love Cindy. Big shout out to Cindy. Shout Not out a, Cindy. Shout out Cindy. Not a great cook, but we also grew up super poor. We were uh, on okay. social that assistance. Ex- that explains the welfare. Yeah. And she did what she could, though. Like, even though we grew up super poor, she still would have, like, a can of peas, a starch, and a protein. She's like, this is what a plate looks like. You know, you got Good. your veggies, you got your protein, even if it was, like, chicken fingers, Instant mashed potatoes and a can of peas. Right. Just so as a kid, I knew what a balanced plate looked like. Oh, that's really good, though. Cindy did a good job. Yeah, that's we awesome. Love Cindy. Yeah. Aww. But I still go back to, like, mm, beefaroni. I love <laughs> like, the beefaroni. It's beef so nostalgic. And, like, I live, I've lived with people who like whose parents, like, obviously, like, didn't raise them on canned food or whatever. I'm like, yo, we got to do what we got to do. I was raised on both. Like, I feel like I got a mix. Mm-hmm. Of, like, the convenience food, but also, like, meat and potatoes, Nova Scotian family. Yeah. Like, My mom's a newfie, so we're all about Jig's Dinner. Ah, Jig's Dinner! You know Jig's oh, Dinner? Oh, yeah, I do. I never know Jig's Dinner. Because my, my sister married a Newfoundlander, oh. and he started making it for us. Like, uh, we we do it every Boxing Day. That's, like, our yeah. tradition. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's usually, like, when newfies do it, is on Boxing so Day. God, man. Just, like, cabbage boiled with salt beef. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah, man. Have you ever had Bubbles and Squeak? Is that, okay, wait, is that peas pudding? No. No, I don't think it's peas pudding. It's like, it might be the same thing. I feel like Newfies have a lot of similar names for one thing. (laughs) Bubbles and squeak. Bubbles and squeak. And literally, it's, so you make a turkey dinner for Christmas. You make uh, turkey, stuffing, turnips, carrot, like the whole, everything. The next morning, you uh, oil a skillet and you fry everything together oh, into like delicious. a hash. Oh, so like fuck. your turkey, your mashed potatoes, your turnips, and you put like a little garlic powder in it and like some savory, Ooh. Newfoundland savory. You know about that spice? I don't know, but and it the sounds reason, delicious. And the reason why they call, call it bubbles and squeak is because it squeaks when you're cooking it because you're frying it and it bubbles. It gets all crispy and bubbly. Um, We're very simple people. But that <laughs> sounds amazing. It's so fucking good. And then you pour some gravy or It's like a literally like a breakfast hash with like Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner. Fuck, I love stuff. I love like when foods just mishmash together. Mm-hmm. Like I love a casserole or like mm-hmm. a stew. Me too. I fucking love. Stuff I like love that. tuna casserole. Ooh, tuna like casserole. I, I've looked up before. Like you know when nights when you can't sleep and you just end up like googling like weird shit. <laughs> Everyone's well. been there. Too well. You end up on the weird side of YouTube or Pornhub or oh whatever. It's real bad. <laughs> it's yeah. real bad. It's real um, bad. I Googled like retro recipes from like the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Because they're all fucking casseroles and I love casseroles. Yeah. I haven't made one yet because a lot of them require like gelatin, like jelly. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you ever <clears throat> looked this up? Jelly. Can we do like a like a yes, split let's, screen? Yes, let's look it up. Like, what, like, like, like everyone in the 70s just loved to fucking 
like mummify their food. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, I've never made one yet, but I feel like maybe like next podcast we could like taste test some of these fucking. Um, we could totally make that happen. I've yeah, done, I think it'd be done, really funny. I've done like really weird stuff on this like pot. Like, I mean, I want to make more content just for YouTube. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could totally do that. Like, do a I feel like it's probably been done before, but uh, we can try it again. What am I looking up? Um, hmm. What do I Google? Let's Google 60s gelatin recipes. <laughs> well, with a G, Sarah. Uh, <laughs> that shows what I was raised on. G-E-L-A-T. Oh, there you go. There you oh, go. Oh, my like, God. They're gonna, what is this? I know. I, it's I like, never, look. Never... Like, why? <laughs> Jello salads. Like, what's in there? Olives? I might throw up. I know. It's pretty gross. I might actually puke on this podcast. Vintage cookbooks. Why is I want cucumber jelly? lime jello salad? It's fruit though, it right? Like We're a blue, not it sounds like a blue lobster, but in jello form. Yeah, but there's some weird ones. Like click on that like loaf. That like meat loaf. I mean, that looks like a really nice pate. I could probably get with down with jello that. in the middle. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Uh, this is not what I'm cooking at home. But, um, but I've exists. always been curious because you always like watch those like retro movies or whatever. And they show up with like we should totally each and- one night make one of these. Yeah. What's that one with the hot dogs on the side? Uh, <laughs> down, where? down, over. Oh my god. <laughs> Loki. That looks kind of delicious. Right, gross old fashioned recipes. Your grandma. People actually, yeah, believe. <laughs> it's spaghettios, jellified with Vienna sausages. Oh, I, Vienna I'm sausages. I'm so sorry that I took this podcast this I, direction. <laughs> this is what this podcast has become, and I love what it. What are those bananas with broccoli? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Gross. Thought I bananas don't like. with herring and question mark. They don't even know. <laughs> mystery thing mm-hmm. Ooh, Weight, Weight Watchers, Watchers liver, liver plate I, I, think, should, I should be eating that I have never had liver I don't think um, I've had liver pate I think most times when you have pate it's like liver right this I could get down with bologna. It's a fucking bologna mayonnaise cake. Oh, with chips. Oh, the mayonnaise I don't like. Is it? If you put what? I don't Wait, know. look at what they wrote. Who among us <laughs> hasn't looked at a cake and thought what this thing needs is more ranch dressing, cream cheese, and bologna? <laughs> That's why you can make it yourself. They actually have recipes to. I make mean, it. I do love bologna. I love bologna. Oh, fried bologna, fried bologna sandwich with so toast. Good. With yum toast. yum yum. Oh my gosh! Well, we should have like we should yeah we should do a cooking episode. Of I would love house. to do that. And Kirsten likes to cook weird stuff too. Yeah, yeah let's make Kirsten. Let's make her eat a bologna cake. Oh my god! I want <laughs> to make this bologna cake. It looks. What are your like eating? So we talked earlier about like eating for convenience. Mm. What yeah. what's your journey with eating? Because mine's a shit show. Oh, mine's really bad. So I've um I've gained a lot of weight in the past, I'd say probably like three, four years. Like I moved yeah. to Nova Scotia six years ago. And um Where are you from originally? Ottawa. No way. My capital. Hashtag Ottawa's not boring. But you moved here <laughs> like your family's here now? 
Well, no, they're still, still in, in Ottawa. Ottawa. So I got hired Shit. as a paramedic um, in 2014. Um, and I graduated paramedic school in 2014 in Ottawa, and then I moved down here because I got hired. Really? It was my, yeah, my first paramedic job. And I worked for a year, and I was like, I need to go back and finish my theater degree. Right. And I I worked for a year, applied to Dow, um, and then I did my theater degree full-time and worked part-time as a paramedic. Got you. Which was fucking hell. Like, doing school and paramedic? Yeah. Work? Yeah. I was like, oh, I can work one shift a week on the ambulance and, like, go to theater school. And then I would, like, you know, work on Saturdays, like, do a Saturday night shift, um, do my homework on Sunday, go back to school on Monday. I was, like, a zombie. You have, like, no no break time. No break, but also, like, you just, you see shit. And yeah. doing being a paramedic. And, like, you, you do that shit. And you don't have time to decompress. No. So, and then you just go back and they're like, oh, let's focus on your breathing and work on your Shakespeare. And you're you like, know. bitch, I've seen shit. Yeah. And they're like, Vanessa, why aren't you emotionally vulnerable at nine in the morning? I'm like, I just did a fucking cardiac arrest like on Saturday. Like, give me some time. Mm. I mean, it's my own. It's my own doing. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I can, like, you know, manage my job in school. But it was it was a lot. That's and I felt much. like I got kind of, like, jaded kind of throughout the my schooling at Dow because I was doing this intense job and mm-hmm. then I would go to school and deal with like university problems uh, which yeah. felt so small in the grand scheme of things after like going right. out and doing well you're not getting the full experience because like typically speaking the full experience would be you're in school and school is your life school is my and life when you're done school you party yeah or you have a social life or you sleep you know you have the weekend off and you sleep in like like those are the glory days. Like, those yeah. are glory days for most people. Yeah. But you didn't have that if you were working. No, it really, like, well. I, I feel like I said to some people, I'm like, I feel like I have an identity crisis because oh, I'm shit. like, I'm like, I'm young professional Vanessa working, beginning her career as a paramedic. And then I also went back into like first year theater school. Right. So it was like, I literally had to like switch out of like professional mode, like paramedic mode, saving lives, and then being like, oh, jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like <laughs> that that's is quite a, very, a contrast. Well, that's yeah, that's quite a switch. Like you think of people who do comedy and like work like conservative office jobs, and like mm-hmm. they have to switch it on and like be this like wild be politically on stage. correct. And it's like yeah, yeah, it's that constantly switching roles will take a lot out of somebody. Yeah, it did. It really did take a toll. Eventually, I had to tell my props. I was like, yo. This is a lot. And they're like, can you cut back on work? I was like, mm, well, I'll still need to be employed at the end of the, you know. Right. It's a little bit more urgent. It's a bit more important. Yeah. Slightly. Well, I only have to work two shifts every 60 days to keep my license. So if I did like two shifts in one month and then I didn't have to work for like another like 58 days. So right. I started doing that. Okay. I started just banging them off and mm-hmm. then like spacing them out. But it was also, I found that work was also good though in some ways because like, it did bring me back into like a more realistic setting out of student life because student life is kind of fantasy life. It is truly. It really is. Yeah. Um, and it brought me back into like this is what's actually you know going on, and there's more important things than just you know getting yeah. a good mark on your Shakespeare soliloquy. Well, and especially the nature of your job, like where you're seeing 
people in these like crises, these medical crises. It's very humbling. Fuck, I can imagine. Very Jesus humbling Christ. and just knocked me down like, yeah, a couple pegs in school, which which was good. Like I needed the contrast. It was a very, as stressful as it was, it was like a good balance. Good balance. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And it really, it helped me. I think like there was like a, like a bi-directional kind of like transfer between my mm. job and school. Like my job helped me with school because it gave me like insight into characters and into like yeah and into like raw like emotion and trauma right which i'm very privileged right to i think witness and it's never something somebody wants to go see no 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 no, but like you know it gives me insight into like what maybe characters who are going through the same thing in plays or whatever are thinking so true and you see so many different types of people you Mm -hmm. also see people reacting like you see the people around the the person that you're treating and so you're you're getting a glimpse into the lives of like every single type of person or family or household totally and you like you like sometimes when you're like acting or like you're supposed to be scared or like um something traumatic just happened you think you know Mm -hmm. how that reaction's supposed to go when really if you know if i see it happen like at work i'm like oh that's not how I thought someone would react to that. Right. You know what I mean? Like telling somebody that their loved one has just died, you think they're going to like freak out, fall to the floor, and you're like, oh, that actually isn't how that Have you told people that? Yeah. Oh, God. I've only done it a couple times. It's never... That's like the worst part. Oh, That's the imagine. worst part. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And like the the actual medical call like do, is procedural, right? But then having to have those like conversations with family. The human like, moments like where you're dealing with like... Because usually paramedics are like, I'm in machine mode. I just go and do the medical things and leave. Clickety clack clack. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly the sound our defibrillators make. I don't know how you knew that. Clickety clack clack. Clickety clack clack. A horse stomps on the patient's chest. <laughs> do you find that you're like. Clickety clack. Sorry. So good. Clack clack. Clack clack. Uh, uh, you're alive now. <laughs> do you find that because you're paramedic, like, you're always on... Like, were you the type to, like, help drunk friends, like, when they were drunk? Because Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, no. I think I've always been, like, a people, like, helper, pleaser. One of my therapists told me I was a Florence Nightingale. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? So she was, like, the mother of nursing. Oh, okay. And yeah, like, she... I think it was, like, World War One or something, and she would, like go to, like, all the soldiers' beds at night with, like, a lantern. So if you ever Google, like, Florence Nightingale, it's, like, a picture of, like, a woman with, like, a she lantern. Probably. <laughs> Maybe that's what my therapist meant. Maybe he's, like, you're just a big whore. She, you she need to got, stop fucking around. She brings her lantern to all these soldiers' beds. <laughs> yeah. Let They're, like, you incapacitated. You. you can't say no to me. I'm Florence Nightingale. Florence Here we are Nightingale. tarnishing this poor saint's fucking... <laughs> name oh god yeah bless her. yeah you're like god you're like, bless her god bless her r.i.p she did great work she yeah uh, she inspired many Jeez. <laughs> to fuck people uh, the original yeah og <laughs> how did this how did we get we were talking about food i'm happy you made that transition this is going to a really dark place and now i'm like my spirits are like Whoop, let's go the other way that's what, what i always do i'm like oh we're in a dark place bring it back to a joke yeah um, that's what my therapist meant by calling me that do you actually have a therapist i'm so jealous. no i don't i had there was only one therapist that i connected with and like and i've been in and out of therapy since i was like I don't know, 14 really yeah 
I guess my parents' divorce really fucked me up. Oh, divorce parents, okay. <laughs> yeah, when ding, I was, ding, like, fine. But, like, I didn't really, like, think that was the issue. I think it just, like, subconsciously sneaked in there, and my mom's like, you're not stable. Um, oh, but she would have me in thera- therapy on and off throughout, like, my teenage years, my preteen years, and, like, I would not I would just stop going because I just wasn't getting anything out of it. And they were always, like, these really nice ladies. And these really, they always, their offices just smelt really nice, and, like, they were just, like, so calm and, like you know listeners like they just kind of listen listen but also got me to do weird like cognitive behavioral things oh yes okay like they're like close your eyes and pretend you're cutting like a green apple and like like what does this what are what are the textures and the smells that you're experiencing cutting this apple i'm like bitch like this is not helping (laughs) like i'm depressed about like bigger things than green apples right now and that's a big thing i think for people to realize is that like it's you can't just like just find a therapist and like like you it's gotta like find dating. the right one. It's for literally you. like dating because mm-hmm. these people are tapping into the most intimate parts of yourself, and Got you. It. Not everyone has, the, and lots of therapists do their own different practices, right? Follow mm-hmm. different um, therapies and Types philosophies of therapy, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So finally, I told my mom, I was like, I think I want to go to a male therapist. Oh, interesting. Because she was always the one organizing these things, and she's like, Oh, my daughter's a young female; she'll get along with like a female, of course, yeah. therapist. So I was like, you know what? Let's switch it up. I want a male. I want a male perspective. Um, so she hooked me up with this guy named Doctor Nozick. I don't know if he's still. Big shout out to Doctor Nozick. <laughs> you the man. Shout out. Fucking loved him. He was like this old Jewish man who was in retirement but worked like two days a week just to like oh love it keep active in his practice love that and he had like just like a ring of hair and it was always like going different directions and his shoes were always untied and his office was a fucking mess sorry Um, dr nozick but it was all of these traits are of a person that i would trust yes exactly i'm like i saw myself in him i'm like this is my these are my this is my person yep and he literally was just so friendly and like literally would just like let me talk and like i didn't feel like i was being analyzed and he wasn't trying these weird cbt things on me and did he give you good advice like did he actually give you he did he's the one who called me florence nightingale (laughs) i hope that doesn't mean he thought i was a whore but yeah find him and, and, and look him up yeah i well he uh he has a book out i think you can buy because he told me to read his book and i was like where can i get it he's like oh chapters coles i was like oh you're at chapters and coles <laughs> taking a big dr nozick but no he was he was Sorry. awesome i like looked forward to going to talk to him oh, and i, I don't that. know what it was i felt like he didn't even give me like advice he just like was like the ear that i needed like i don't know it was weird well maybe he he knew that you needed that outlet yeah were you someone are you somebody who like do you find yourself like when you are in times of like you're going through things do you reach out to people to talk a lot yeah oh yeah most definitely Mm -hmm. like i i have one friend in toronto and she's been my friend since we were like five oh wow she's like the one person and we she works shift work too so we call each other at like 2, 3 a.m. when we're at work. She's actually an air traffic controller at Hamilton Airport. Wow. And she'll shit. be like, it's not really a busy airport. So I don't know if I'm going to get her in trouble when I'm saying this. But she'll be, call me at work. She'll be like, hold on, I got to talk to a plane. And she'll like put her phone down. And she'll be like, yeah, Delta Alpha, blah, blah, blah. You can, like, I was like, should you be clack, clack, 
back. You can land now. <laughs> You're both doing like badass things, saving lives, fucking controlling planes. Clickety clack, clack, clack. Yeah. Like it's nothing. Wait, can you hold on? Clear. Uh, yeah, no. So this guy really fucked me up. Uh, I love the yeah, idea. Yeah, no, keep doing CPR. You're doing a great job. I love that. Like just the idea of someone t- like girl chatting while they're like doing badass things. Yeah. yeah. Like we're still affected by men. Like, <laughs> yeah. even though we do these badass fucking things. Yeah, no, she's awesome. She's like the one person I go to, but I'm very like, I need to get it out. Yeah. I don't know. Are you that way? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I get but, that vibe. But yeah. I don't, but here's my thing. I talk to the internet, not necessarily a person. We had this conversation earlier. Yeah. Like, I don't, I <laughs> yeah. don't, I mean, like, I'm working on friendships now and I'm trying to like nurture. Like, the way that I see it is, is that I'm creating a wolf pack right now. Like, I'm trying to surround myself with, like, awesome. And it's mostly women, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. women, like, friends that are, like, really positive and awesome. And, like, I gotta start, like, messaging them rather than putting it on Instagram. That's my mm-hmm. current goal is, like, get off the internet and talk to friends. Like Because you probably, like, even though you get, like, even though you get the instant, like, I don't know, because I don't, I'm not a huge social media person. We know about my technological difficulties. Um, Have but- you ever posted a story? <laughs> Have yeah. You ever, remember, you, do you remember last podcast? I, my my Google search was how to delete an Instagram story. <laughs> That's how sad I am. That's so funny. Um, but I feel like no, with your situation, like you get that instant gratification of Instagram, but it only mm. goes so deep. It only goes but when so you far. nurture like those interpersonal relationships, you get more out of it in the long run, even though it's not like instant. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and I think that there's something too like. The more you post, probably the more lonely you are. Mm. And, like, that's kind of a sad thing to, like, say, and it might be a little controversial to say that, but, like, I do think, like, people who are not living in the moment, they're just constantly posting and constantly filming, and mm-hmm. it's everything is con- everything is content to them. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that there's a danger in that. Like, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. a little bit scary. Yeah. No, no. I get that vibe. I have a couple people on my Instagram who it's, like, every waking moment they're posting about right? it like just like insane? even their coffee or their i'm like why do you need to i know you're just having your morning coffee like everybody else says but why do you feel the need to like you know why i'm, I'm not I judging truly, anyone for doing it like you do you like it's fine but i but I, I question it. i yeah. think they're lonely and i think when they when they post that picture of the coffee and they see like you know a hundred people View it. it, you know, and even though it's you just feel, a you feel seen. You Everyone feel, wants feel to feel seen. seen. You feel seen. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. And it's sad. And like that's why I think you'll notice, like people who do that a lot, more than likely will hit a point where all of a sudden they'll disappear entirely. Oh, and and it'll be like a day. <laughs> it just got really sad. It'll be like a day where they don't post. And I, I had a friend, actually, a comedian friend of mine, Kyle Carpenter, say. um if you what was it he said something like if all of a sudden someone's not posting on social media um they're either having the best time of their life or the worst whoa kyle deep really deep right because it's like there's something to that where it's like yeah if i'm gonna go on a vacation and i'm not posting it's because i'm having too much fun Mm -hmm. or the person who always posts all of a sudden isn't but it's because they've reached a point of burnout mm-hmm. and they're feeling that like, I need to get off of this thing. Mm-hmm. And like this, and then you wonder because because that person who probably posts so much and then they disappear, do they have 
those interpersonal relationships for people to reach out to them. Exactly. Like in that burnout phase. And maybe phase. they're doing that because they want people to reach out to them. True. <laughs> She's well, sad. She's sad. But That's why I just don't post on social media was, at all. I'm well, like, I was just going to ask. That might be our difference. Is that I'm. That is true. You're not as into social media as I am. Um, I just don't what? know how to. I just don't is know it, how to do it. Is it because you just don't know how to do it? It's just an <laughs> inability and inadequacy <laughs> with you, social media. But you don't feel the need either, do you? Like, do you ever no. go? Well, I wish I was posting more. Because I feel like if you've never had something, you don't know what it's like to lose it. So if you've never been to Hawaii, you'll you'll never miss Hawaii. You'll never miss it. Yeah, no. That's I feel like I feel like it's not. I feel like if someone showed me how, then like even with Instagram, mm-hmm. like I'm on Instagram like a lot now. Like not posting stuff, you but just observe. like observe. I'm an observer. I'm a voyeur. That's the better Instagram. way to be. I think. I think that's better. Yeah. So honestly. like. And I try maybe not to reach out to, like, learn these things because maybe it, I still mm. like, because I, I know the dangers of social media. Like, I've watched that fucking Netflix social documentary. Oh. Yeah. I don't want those little robot people controlling what I think. So I try to, like, oh sit with my tinfoil hat in my fucking living room. Yeah. You know? That's Microsoft fair. Word, and that's it. And, and like these people who do it for their job, I do not envy it because no. Well, those it's people have a social dilemma. Yeah, like they were fucked up about it. Like mm-hmm. the people that work for Google and mm-hmm. and whatever. It's it's madness. It's it's something we should all keep in check. Like I yeah. think if you're aware, like I'm fully aware of the addiction, and I'd like to try to curb it somehow. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it might have to be like extreme measures. Like I might just need to get someone to break my phone for me. I'll do it. Because where I can't is it? Oh, it's right. <laughs> I'm like, no. Welcome to my world, Sarah. <laughs> but I made a joke. I was like, I really want to pitch a reality show where we get the most influencer. Oh, speaking of which, that's like which, really weird oh, time. Dynamite telling me about a sale. Okay, well that's okay. That's, that's fine. We need to be frugal. We're poor. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. Hope you are ready for another small business shout out. I'm going to tell you about my favorite witchy store in Halifax, the Neighborhood Witch. The Neighborhood Witch is a modern witch's boutique full of magical goodies from stones and crystals to incense, herbs, sage and smudge to beautiful jewelry and locally made handcrafted pieces of all kinds. They also make some products in-house including soy candles, bath bombs and salts and perfumes. This is an amazing store to visit. It is truly a -a one-of-a-kind experience to visit the Neighborhood Witch in downtown Halifax. They offer so many amazing products if you are into all things mystical. I would also encourage you to inquire about their regular in-house tarot card readings. They are currently open with COVID protocols in place and will always answer any question you have. You can follow The Neighborhood Witch on Facebook and Instagram and also on TikTok. Get your magic on and visit The Neighborhood Witch in downtown Halifax. But I think a fun reality show would be to get like people who are truly so addicted to it and have them go on a silent retreat. Like, I think that would be a fascinating reality show. Well, there was, like, a reality show on Netflix. It was, like, The Circle. And they couldn't... But they had their social media, but it was only, like, within the circle of people. Mm. But they couldn't have access to their phone. I think a lot of reality shows, you can't have access to your phones or social media. Because you, be you could like totally blow the competition. I would never do like Big Brother Survivor though. I could never. You do said it. you wanted to do Big Brother. You auditioned like many times. I auditioned, but I at the end of the day, I don't think I could do it. Why? Uh, I don't think I could be on camera without makeup. <laughs> you know what? 
fucking fair I point. Do not, I that is not. I am not there yet. Listen, I have a plan. I have a I have a plan to get rich and get some fancy skincare and get this shit under control. <laughs> I would. My goal is actually to like be okay with myself without it mm-hmm. and be feel better. Oh, natural. Would you ever do one of those goal. like no makeup challenges? Like post a picture. No. Not no. I'd probably rather die. You know what? Me too. <laughs> I we agree on that. You know what? I'm, I'm fully honest when I say. Yeah. Like people tell me that all the time. They're like, you should do makeup tutorials. It's like, no, because that has to start with me not having makeup on. Yeah. And I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have like the worst mask knee oh, right now because of COVID. I have like so welts all over my fucking face. <laughs> like, I literally. They're welts. The right you can't word. see them now because there's foundation on them. But there are welts all over the this. Correct sense. word to describe it because I have the same fucking. And thing, then I fucking man. pick them and I look like I fucking do meth. Like uh, it's just it's uh it's a struggle right now for skincare. I think I actually just ordered um a shit ton of disposable masks because I hear that they're slightly better. Oh, for like your the skin? medical ones. Mm, because so I, dry i'm also very convinced though that i'm allergic to detergent because and i didn't notice this before because i don't think it was close to my face before but every time i wear a mask and put a mask on my nose just runs it is oh. like it is like a faucet mm-hmm. <laughs> And it is, and I know that it's not a cold because when I take it off, it goes away. So I'm convinced. It's a symptom I'm of COVID. <laughs> no, right? Well, I, I got tested recently, and yeah. they were like, "Do you have any symptoms?" Congratulations I have on one. your negative test, by the way. Negative test, baby. Negative. I only had one symptom, so they were like, "No, you're you're probably good." Um, but yeah, no. Have you? What been? was your symptom? Running nose. Oh, right. Because <laughs> but the they mask. said that you have to have a combo of running nose yeah. and headache, or like runny nose and it's like cough. shortness of breath, runny nose, headache, sore throat. If you have a combo of any of those two, yeah, then that's then that a flights. reason to go get tested. But I had to get tested because I'm a fun person who stays out till ten. <laughs> Bars. I love that. I'm working on a Frequented joke where it's, the like, bars. where it's like, oh yeah, all these fun people have to get tested. You know, these are the people who are fun. Yeah, <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe you'll meet your match in a fucking COVID Come assessment in. center. That's where all the fun people are. We'll meet when we're both on ventilators. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you're near each other, your heart rate like speeds up on the monitor. Oh my Love god. Connection. Oh my god. We literally take Clickety each clack. We literally take each other's breath away. <laughs> take my breath away. <laughs> my gosh, Sarah stops breathing every time Trevor's near her. What's going on? <laughs> my god, no. The COVID test was wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. You the nose one? Yeah. Back Is there here. a different kind? Um, I got tested at the beginning of COVID and they just like did the inside of my nostrils and then oh. the back of my throat. Oh, I think I'd prefer just up the nose. The no, back of the throat would no, no, it was just like, you know, when you get like strep tested or whatever, it was like not super far back. It was just like the, like, I don't know where that little dangly thing hangs. Yeah. Cardi B. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> the dangly thing in the back of your throat. Okay. That's not so bad though. It wasn't bad. But, they don't um, really but do I, that I also got the nose one as well. I've been tested three times just because of work. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I didn't find it that bad. 
I didn't really either. Nervous. I was very Don't nervous. be afraid to get tested, people. Please, if you have a runny nose and a sore throat, go get tested. I this really, is a PSA on this podcast. Such a PSA. It's so easy. It takes no time. And, like, the peace of mind is, like, we'll do yeah. wonders. If you think it's your common cold, it might not be. <laughs> so go get tested. You might be starting the third wave, so go. Is this, are we doing a video now? Are we doing a commercial for COVID testing? Yeah. I feel like we should make it like one of those nineties. Don't you put it in your mouth? Don't you put? Remember that? Or like, or like, or like, this is your brain on drugs. Like the egg. This is your. This These is are your, your lungs on COVID. COVID. It's just like hamburger meat. Ah! <laughs> oh, that's uh, all jokes aside. Did you just get hungry? Yeah, a little bit. Just <laughs> thinking about the burrito I had earlier. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was really really good. COVID in a bun. COVID is serious though people I know we're making jokes but um fucking get tested yeah I um, gotta I gotta ask the questions to every house I go in as a paramedic oh yeah and lots of people just go no COVID here no COVID here I was like alright but do you I know? still have to go through each question ma'am like right. please don't be a Karen right now have, have you, you ran into anybody with it um so they don't tell you mm. um if the patient you brought to the hospital has covid um because like usually we're wearing all the ppe if it is something covidy sounding right um but if we have an exposure so like my ppe fails like i have a rip in my gown my face shield flies off for whatever reason that kind of thing and then we come in contact with someone who might have covid then they'll be like you had an exposure so scary. But I would still like to know. Yeah, I would that's... still like to know if I'm in the back of an ambulance with someone, if they they do t- test Fully positive. fair. Fully yeah. fair. Of all people to know, you guys should know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we are wearing PPE. It does cover, like, my full body and my eyes and my mouth, but... There's still things that can happen, right? But, like, we were talking about this before, and, like, mentally you're doing pretty good with everything, right? Like, in terms of your paranoia level, and which is wild, because you're a paramedic. Yeah. So, like, (laughs) but actually, not wild, because you probably want your paramedics to be calm, and... Not you don't want to see yeah. us running, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like just or with screaming this, with this look in your eyes, like yeah, the same thing for flight attendants. Yeah, yeah. if you're on a plane, yeah. you don't want to see your flight attendant like bug eyed, like being like paramedics, <laughs> doctors, fl- uh, pilots. They're supposed to make everyone else feel calm. Bikini waxers, yeah, <laughs> that would be a scary. Like you if she like become... ripped off a piece and like just like got scared, be like, "What did you rip off my labia? Like what is happening right now? Do I need to go get corrective surgery?" Oh God, um, I've never had a bikini that. wax. Oh really? You have had? you? Oh yeah. Oh something we disagree okay. on. Okay. Well, I guess what? we don't disagree. It's just like we haven't had the same. Experience. Would you get one? Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying that because you think you have to? Or are you saying that because you genuinely want want? I'm scared. Okay, well, I'm scared. That's so funny because on my list I had pubic hair as a point of discussion. Oh, yeah. Let's get your list. We haven't even fucking touched your list. No, I just like... Okay, this might be TMI for your podcast, but I have, um, like... Have you listened? This is TMI in a podcast. I feel like I have, like, vagina anxiety. Okay, explain. Like, like, I feel... I don't want my vagina judged. Oh, I mean, I think that's every single woman now. You think so? Yeah. But I feel I think like, like I, I got my IUD in, oh, this is way too high, <laughs> like a couple weeks ago, and it was very, like, 
hurts. Oh, yeah, it hurts. I hear terrible well, things about it. Well, I went into the sexual health clinic, and it's, like, a doctor that I've never met before. So, you, like, it's literally a stranger. Yeah. Um, and I went in, and, like, I just, like, looked direct. Like, when are you going to get an IUD? And you're not going to, like, fucking doll yourself up. Like, Oh, I would. Yeah, I just was <laughs> I, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm the type to probably shave for pop tests a little bit. Oh, 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 yeah. No, I, uh, I had I had a male doctor who I thought was very attractive. Oh, shit. I shaved and put body butter in my vagina. Uh, hopefully not in. Well, around. 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 <laughs> and then he swabbed it and told me that there was, um like, abnormal discharge on my swab. Oh, it wasn't. Don't you, don't you love it when they do that? It wasn't, Sarah. It was the body butter. Shut the fuck I up. I fucking How knew it was. How did you know? I just, I just knew. Yeah. I just knew. Well, I'm like, because you know your discharge. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm not, I'm, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I knew it was body butter. I'm like, I probably didn't rub it in all the way, but it was strawberry flavored body butter. <laughs> yeah. Did you smell it? Did you smell the discharge? Yeah. Jim, have- Jim, Jim and I actually wrote a sketch about this. <laughs> I wrote a sketch about being sexually attracted to my doctor and being sexually turned on by having my pap done and putting I body butter that. in that area based on personal experience. And then we actually recorded the sketch and there were some pretty good sound effects in oh there. My but God. then we were like, I don't think this is palatable. To- you gotta save that though. You gotta use We have it. I'll send it to you. Oh, please send it to it, me. It's, it's so it's, funny. It's, it's cringy. It's cringy, but like, is it like it, this? This is the swabbing. Like, there's like a like yeah. Like when he goes to put it in, there's like a dry sand sandpaper. Oh, like, oh, oh god! See, I have um, I have I'm riddled with HPV, so I have to get pap tests like twice a year. Okay, like I I've had so many paps. That is there point. a vaccine for HPV now? Were there we is. too young to get it? I got it, and it only protects you against certain strands. It's um, like a flu. Yeah, so like it 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 it's a good base, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it doesn't prevent you from getting all the like. There's so many strands of HPV, right? Yeah, right. Because it's a virus. Yeah, like I definitely I know things. <laughs> I know that there's different strains human, of viruses. What does HPV stand for? Do you know that? Human papilloma. That's what I was going to say too. That's is my that guess. It? I think it is. Look it up. Are we right? I'm pretty sure we're right. Papilloma. I mean, I, I was about to say papillon, but that means butterfly in French. Pam, human pa, Pam olive. <laughs> human Pamela virus. Human Pamela. Hmm. Human pap papil, Yeah. Pa, papilloma. Yeah, I think we're saying it right. Yeah. Papilloma. Papilloma, papilloma virus. virus. <laughs> um, it's no. a little bitch. I hate it. I get a lot of pop tests and they're high. And I have a tilted cervix. Ugh. So they're even more painful for me, which is why I will never get an IUD. Never. Unless so, I find someone really awesome who wants to come at me a bunch. The Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why I got mine. No. No. It's because my periods were making me is faint. Is that why? Yeah. But see, the thing is... I was hemorrhaging every month with my periods. They were way too heavy. Oh, god! And I was like, this can't be right. I didn't... Definitely did not get an IUD. It was funny, because, like, after I got it put in, the doctor was like, all right, you can't have anything in your vagina for seven days. That that includes, like, tampons and penises. And I was like, well, one of those two is going to be not a problem. (laughs) Um, I'm sure you can guess which one. (laughs) But, But, yeah, no, it was like weird because like so again like i was like just dressed in like grungy clothes right you're going to get like something inserted into your uterus you're like i'm not going to glance well you might you might have you might have i was wearing like just like stretchy yoga pants like a hoodie i was wearing my converse with no socks 
And then she, I'm pretty sure she thought I was like a homeless person. Cause like I came in and she's like, all right, you can like, um, you can take your, your clothes off and put on a Johnny shirt. She's like, you can also keep your socks on. And then she like looked down. She's like, oh, you're not wearing any. And it was like a rainy November day. I was like, no, I am not wearing socks right now. <laughs> Thank you for them, pointing I that out. I hate socks. I fucking hate, I hate socks. socks too. Okay, if I could wear flip flops year round, that'd be my. If I could just wear like nothing on my feet. Yeah. Never. That'd be great. Yeah. Except like you don't want like rocks and mm. stuff in your feet. I like a pair of flats that I can oh, wear with bare feet. I was yeah. I was a huge flat fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I go like she. I put my feet up in the hoister, and <laughs> so I was called hoister. I don't know. <laughs> it's like something from Saw. <laughs> and uh, I was so nervous, like I could feel like my butt cheeks clenching. Like I'm like and I just. That's the thing. They're always like relaxed. You're in such a compromising position. Oh my god, it's the it's the most vulnerable. And like pap smears are like okay because you know it's just like a Q-tip that like goes in and it's out. I'm getting something foreign inserted into my body and even further up. Like you're going into your uterus. Yeah, like it's a totally different thing. So she like she like went to grab my legs. Oh and she's gosh. like, this is my hand. Because as soon as she put her hand, I was like, <gasps> like, what is that, right? Because you're lying back. You don't know what's going on down there. She's like, it's my hand. It's my hand. And I was like, okay, okay. We're doing all right. And she's like, I'm going to put some freezing in. So she's like, you're going to feel a little sting and a pressure. I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel any pain with the freezing. And I was like, oh, did you do it? And she's like, yeah, I did it like five minutes ago. And I was like, I didn't feel that at all. She and goes, the cervix? Uh, yeah, I think she freezes, like, around your cervix and, like, vagina. Right. And I was like, I didn't feel anything. She goes, this is going to go very well for you. And I was like, fuck yeah, acing this test. Really? And then she goes, I'm going to measure your uterus now. And she's like, this is where people feel more pain because I guess they have to go through the cervix, which is, like, the most painful (gasps) part. Anyways, didn't feel that either. And I go, I didn't feel that at all. And she goes, good job, Vanessa. And I was like, thanks. (laughs) doing so good you're doing so good i was so proud of my vagina in that moment i was like we fucking got this and then she goes now i'm gonna put in the iud and i was like well i aced the other two tests so i'm gonna ace this one shut the fuck up she puts it in and immediate cramping like like period cramps but worse like 10 times worse and like all at once because you know period cramps kind of like come on gradually like you start to feel this is like the worst one all at once and now I know my pain response because I don't think I've ever felt that amount of pain at once. Like, I haven't really broken a bone, knock on wood, or, like, had any, like, traumatic injury. And instead of screaming and going, like, ah, ow, I just want, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, like, like <laughs> super fast. I'm like, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Because I was, like, too much of a pussy to, like, actually scream and let my pain out. But so I just kept going, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. And she's like, hey, I'm almost done, I'm almost done. I'm like, oh, thank God. As soon as she, like... It was in, though. It was gone. The pain was gone. See, I heard that when you have IUDs, that it actually makes you bleed really heavy for, like, weeks. Depends on which one you get. If you get the copper one, yes. But I got the Mirena, which has hormones in it, which is supposed to completely stop your period. Right. So if you're someone who doesn't want the hormone one. Yeah, because basically the people who get the non-hormonal one is because they had issues with um, birth control. control. A lot of people have. I, I find it does me great. body good for sarah <laughs> Fuck. i've been on and off the pill 
like I'll be on it and then I'll go off of it because I'm like I think it's making me depressed turns out it's just my life making me depressed turns out it's just and your depression it's making just you depression. depressed it's just it's always gonna be there um and when I'm on the pill my skin's slightly better there we go. Also makes your boobies a little bigger. And also if you have a little, yeah. Fun fact. If you have a little oopsie daisies, you know you're not going to get preggers. And that's really nice. Yeah. That's a comforting thought. Although that doesn't happen very often. I'm, yeah, condom. Condom gal all the way. Oh, you should be doing that. both. Yeah. This is another health PSA. Yeah. yeah. Not only Con- is this a comedy podcast, but this is like <laughs> a COVID and sexual health podcast Wear now. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear your condoms. Yeah. No love without a glove. (laughs) No love without a glove. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, so, okay. We we derailed again. We did. I love it so much. Um, So, so pubic hair. (laughs) Oh, right. Yes. About that. Um, I'm... I'm (laughs) Or do you make artwork in it? Do you do a bit of both? I wish I... I wish I was that, like... Tactical, tactile with my hands. Um, I love to put like little hearts or flowers or rosebuds. So cute. But um, I I'm usually a nay, like for myself, but only if I'm like with someone. Right, right, right. If I'm <laughs> if I'm on my own, <laughs> it's uh, it's a wild forest yeah, down I there. Think honestly, was honestly the first time that like I actually my saw hair bush. was blending in with my pubic. Yeah. <laughs> Because I think, like, with quarantine, it's like, yeah, we're not fucking This episode's going to get me so many dates. I fucking love it. <laughs> but you know what? Men these days are into Bush. They bush, are. Bush is actually back. But I feel, back. Like, I feel like a coiffed Bush. Coiffed. You know what I mean? Coiffed? Like, like tight? Like, <laughs> like, wait, what does coiffed mean? No, like, like, like there's hair, but it's, like, controlled. Controlled. And, like, like, like. I'm like, like, honestly, I have so much body hair. I feel like I have PCOS and I've like never been diagnosed with it. I I have to pluck my chin hair like literally every day. Sometimes it goes down and sometimes I'll just get like a really long one. It's like three inches long. I've heard of my neck. I've heard of this. I only get the peach fuzz, but I've heard of women. You've heard of people like me. (laughs) Kirsten. Kirsten is like you. Oh, really? I just outed her. Yeah. <laughs> and then like like shaving. Like I'll shave my legs. Mm. Within two hours, it'll start growing back. Yeah. I shave my legs literally every second day. I'm not even joking yeah. when I well, say Well, you got that. dark hair. I've got kind of dark hair too. I think, yeah, I would love to get LASIK. Me too. On probably. My whole body. Yeah. I actually think everything. Legs. Mm-hmm. Pube area. Pube area for sure. Can they laser your vagina? Is you can safe? laser it all off if you want. Really? You can. Although, what about I your think- butthole? I th- I think he, I think so. That would really hurt. Although, like, I don't feel like lasering hurts. I've had my butthole waxed, and it actually hurts less than the like the vag area. Yeah, because well, the skin is tough like, as shit. Yeah, yeah, Literally. it works hard. <laughs> it's been through a lot. It's been through a lot. <laughs> tough old butthole skin. <laughs> tough old skin. Yeah, I would totally get laser or laser. Me too. Laser. I think I would like get it yeah like on my pubes because mm. i get like the worst rate razor burn when i shave yeah so yeah, i feel like too. if i could just like completely eliminate that for the rest of my life i be... love a wax like in the summer i'll do wax like i'll do like two waxes a summer tell me um, where you go like hopefully we have waxing wax- back in the summer wax on spring garden man okay it's so good wax on because like wax they're on. just waxing like that's their specialty okay so they do it really well okay. and they sell these things they're like little scrubbies 
they're like little shower scrubbies yeah that like are good for like exfoliating and stuff afterwards which is okay. good for the razor burn because i'll like i'll like shave with like shaving lotion or whatever and then put moisturizer on afterwards but then i'll wear like my tough work pants yeah which are like super coarse oh, like a yeah. thick material and then just like it's it's, it's never good. a good time it's always it's so bad when it gets itchy down there. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst part of getting waxed, I think, is waiting for your hair to grow out to a point where you can get it waxed again. Because yeah. the more you wax, the like, longer it takes for your hair to grow. Do you get like so, like shaving pimples or like oh, yeah. waxing pimples uh, like after no, you get waxed? No, not not really. Not if you go to a good place. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sold. Yeah, it's I, I love it. I love it so much. If not for anyone, I will get it done for myself. <laughs> do it and just makes you feel treat yourself like nice i don't know i feel like that's like what like a tushy would make people feel have you heard of the tushy no the butthole cleaner thingy it's like a, like bidet, a bidet attachment for like your toilet that sounds amazing i honestly like i would like to get one yeah <laughs> tushy i got ibs so uh <laughs> We're getting real I know, I might have to on this that. podcast. No, fuck. No, we're keeping it all. We're not getting any of this. The people need to know. It's what real women deal with. I love it. I just have on here, are you high maintenance? Am I high maintenance? No. You're not. Okay. No, so we absolutely be, we, not. Do you see what we, I'm wearing? We might differ on that then. Do you see this Blink-22 t-shirt? I, I, maybe, this is, maybe this is high maintenance. I don't know. Okay, so I've, I, okay, how long does it take you to get ready in the morning? Uh, it depends. So if I'm going to work, mm-hmm. literally like 10 minutes. <laughs> Can we also remember what I do for work though? True. Because like, if I do a full face of makeup, You're I'm wearing, covered anyway. Yeah. Like if I have to go do a cardiac arrest, like everything's coming off near the end of the day. But what about post COVID times? Would you do a little more before COVID? Yeah. Actually, yeah, you're right. Pre-COVID, but, like yeah. pre-COVID, um, I did, but it, it wasn't a, a lot. It was just like basic foundation and maybe some mascara. Okay, and that was it. Um, because at work, like our job isn't glamorous, and it's like, well, I yeah. feel like no one's job is really glamorous, but like ours is really like we can get in some pretty like dirty situations. Yeah, and, stuff, and it's yeah. like that's so true. And then you feel because you want to keep your makeup nice, and then but you're all dirty, and you're like, it's better just to go in kind of like blank slate, and then that clean makes up sense. from there. Okay, let's take it outside of work then. Let's say a girls' night out or like a night out, right. like where you're dressing up a bit more. How long are we talk? Oh, about? like two hours. Okay, so you yeah. might be you might be more high maintenance than you think. That's true. I'm like I can't. I'm like you. Like if I go out, like even for tonight, like I did my makeup. And I usually don't do my makeup if I'm at home, but putting on a face and doing my hair and stuff is like a whole thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you get ready with people or without people? Without. Because I'll be. Do we agree? Does that mean we agree? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, for me, I'm too self-conscious to get ready with people. I think I am too, and also I hate when people talk to me because I can't focus on what I'm doing. Yes. So like, I feel like I'm being rushed. Yeah. 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 So I'm very pro like let's get ready at our separate places, get together like an hour before we go out to pre-drink and then go out together. But let's get ready separately. Like I'm I'm so And it's like it's like also that. with like my social anxiety, like getting ready on my own just gets me like in the zone. Yes. Gets me like prepared for yes. like what I'm about to embark on. I feel it. like I need that like me time before I do going too. out. Yeah. Yeah, we totally agree on that. What about, um, like, okay, are you, have you done camping? Are you a camper person? <laughs> I 
used to camp with like my parents, but like parents do everything for you when you're a kid when you're camping. This year, Sarah, this past summer was the first time where I'm like, I'm gonna fucking do this on my own. Jim and I went camping together. And we bought everything. We bought a tent. We bought a charcoal grill. Oh, um, sorry, we man. bought, yeah, it was a disaster. <laughs> we had, a, we ended up having a great time because it was a disaster. But I was like, yeah, I got this charcoal grill, whatever. We get there and we already just start pounding back the blue lobsters. We're like, let's just get fucking drunk. And it was like a family campground, um, like owned by like a family. Like it was really small. There was like 12 campsites or something like that. Like it wasn't like a big, like it wasn't like a provincial park type of thing. Right. And they had like raised um, kind of platforms where you put your tent. Um, So Jim and I tried to like set up the tent um, and eventually like apologize to Jim, but I'm kind of like, just let me do it. Right, like, right, right. Just let me fucking do it. You're getting in the way. Like, I can have this up. And like, oh, your cat's There's on top cat. of your bookshelf. There's Hi. We just turned into crazy cat ladies right now. <laughs> we just literally captured. Abandoned story. <laughs> Our voices went up yeah. several octaves. <laughs> and we both started waving, too. Like, the cat was, like, going to wave back. Like, we expected, like, a reciprocation. <laughs> Oh, oh it's okay. Hey, Mindy, are you hyper? What's Is it what's on? her name? Mindy. Minnie? Uh Mindy. Like, Mindy. Like Mindy. Oh, like Mindy Kaling. Kaling. Yeah. <laughs> Kaling. Yeah. Kaling. Is that what her name? Kaling. Kaling. <laughs> Mindy Kaling. I actually love her. Don't tell her I fucked up her name. I won't. Don't tell I know you're close with Mindy <laughs> Kaling. So what were we? Li- oh yeah, the camping. Oh, the camping. Oh, yeah, raised, yeah, yeah. Raised platform. Yeah, I put up the tent. I pumped up the air mattress. Jim kept drinking blue lobsters, um, and then uh, we were getting really hungry because we were really drunk. And we brought like we brought like a really good spread. We brought like sausages, potatoes, corn on the cob. We're gonna try and cook that it all on this delicious. charcoal grill. We didn't know. Oh god, how hard it was to light a charcoal grill. I think we used all of our lighter fluid in like ten minutes. But like, you would just keep pouring it on, <laughs> keep lighting it up. Eventually, it'll catch. It would just go like, <laughs> and then just like like none of the charcoal oh, will be lit. Shit. Our whole campground smelled like fucking gasoline because oh Jim God. and I were just like lighting things with lighter fluid. Did you end up cooking anything? <laughs> no. So thankfully, the campground had a communal barbecue, propane barbecue. <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. Underneath, like, this little, like, hut. Yeah. Um, and we were like, thank God. So we cooked sausages at, like, midnight. Um, That sounds amazing, though. Yeah. But at least we- you fucking did it. I haven't even done that yet. You haven't done it? It was a learning experience. It was like... And then... Yeah. I, I kept the charcoal grill, and then I went camping with um, Jim and I <laughs> the day after. We actually drove to a restaurant to have breakfast, because we are like, we can't fucking cook. It's fair. Yeah, so we drove to a restaurant and ate some grilled cheeses, and then, yeah. No, it was an interesting uh, camping experience, but we were just, like, we were too drunk to, yeah, operate. That's, like, a really good story, though. Yeah, it was good. We had like, a really good time. Like, like yeah, yeah. we were scared for a moment. We're like, we're gonna starve. And then we're like, wait. <laughs> were you only gone for one night? <laughs> we were literally gone for one night. <laughs> but we were so drunk, we're like, how the fuck are we gonna eat? Like, uh, and we were also high. And, like, it was just That's like. so funny. But, yeah, thank God for the communal fucking campground. And, like, there was, we got, so the second night we were there. So we were there for two nights. The second night we were there, it rained all day. Oh and, like, what do you do when it rains in your tent camping? I don't, like, I don't tent? know. I truly, I need someone, because I love the woods. I love a hike. 
Yeah. I love I love having an allotted amount of time in the woods and then going home. That's yes. my, like I really do enjoy that, but I just don't understand the appeal of yeah, like sitting in a tent in the rain. Like I guess you talk. I guess so that's what you do. We got really high. We did edibles. And there was like kind of a clubhouse like in the middle of the campground. So it had like a tin roof, had like a long table with benches, a fridge where you could like store your food if you wanted Ooh. to. Like it was a really like set up. It's kind of, you're kind of glamping a bit. Yeah. We, we, we thought we were going to die. And then we we're like, wait, this campground has all the amenities that we need to survive. <laughs> it had running water, it had bathrooms and showers and stuff. So yeah, we were kind of glamping. We just had a tent. Um, so we took edibles and we found these, like, I call them Muskoka chairs. Those, like, big lounge chairs. Or people mm. call them Adirondack chairs. I guess depending where you're from. Okay. Ontario, we usually call them Muskoka chairs. Because mm. lots of people in Muskoka have them, I guess. Yeah. So anyways, Jim and I were like, it's raining. Let's just sit in this tin roof lodge and eat edibles and whatever. So we're sitting there. We're looking out the window at the rain falling down in the ocean. And I got so high that I fell asleep. So I fell asleep in the in the Adirondack chair, and then I guess I must have dreamt this. Oh my god! But I dreamt that the owner of the campground, who's like this middle aged like dude, came in and yelled at me and Jim for being too high. Like in <laughs> that sounds like a high person dream. Literally, like yelled at us and was like, "You guys need to leave and go like back to your tent." And so I woke up and I was like, "Jim," I was like, "I don't know if this actually happened or not." <laughs> And I literally, and he's like, what? And I was like, did the guy just come in and, like, get mad at us? And he was like, you don't remember that? And I'm like, no. And he's like, yeah, he came in and he told us, like, we need to leave, that this is a communal space and we need to get out. He's like, I can't believe you're so fucked up that you don't remember that. Shit. Yeah. And then I got super sad. I was like, oh, I'm so fucked up. Like, I shouldn't be this fucked up. Like, like I got super sad about how... F- how I let myself get fucked up. And there was like a good like 15 minute like expanse being like Jim being like, you good? Like you're fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'll be fine. Don't tell a fucked up person that they're fucked up. Do you know up. what he does? He's like, I'm just joking. He Shut never, the hell he never came in. He never said anything. Oh I was my like, God, that's fuck cruel. you. That yeah. is so cruel. I know. Yeah. And he's like, I just like fucking with you. Funny, but cruel. It was funny. We, um, we laugh about it. But, the, but, <laughs> But at the end of the day, you're probably not a fan of camping, eh? Um, you know what? A little uh, like and like that that trip was like on and off. There like like you make the best out of it, right? When things go wrong, you just gotta roll with the punches. I'm not upset about anything. Yeah, I did make a dope camping meal though when I was super high, like right after that incident happened with me thinking that my dream was reality or vice versa, whatever. Um, it was like cut up pieces of steak, potatoes onions and garlic butter and cheese and you just wrap it in foil and cook it on the barbecue. I mean, that sounds amazing. Oh, it was like a a Philly Philly cheesesteak bowl and like we were so high and we were just like so happy that we could like cook something. We were like, oh, this is so fucking good. Just like shoving it in Because you're like, you're out in the elements so like the simple act of like having food feels (laughs) more fun. Yeah. We're like, we managed to sustain ourselves tonight. But that's good. I need, I don't have that skill. I don't know how to fucking like make a fire or like I don't know how to make a fire a either. Or... And then neither did Jim. Okay. So we never had a fire. And that was the one thing I wanted. The whole camping trip was I just wanted a fire. I mean, is it hard? It can't be hard. I don't think you need to know the like the physics of like it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like the wood and the oxygen and like, you know, 
the kindling. You got to start with some right. kindling, and then you got to build it up and like make a little like pyramid. Um, so I went a couple weeks later. I went camping with my girlfriends. Oh, so you've been a couple times. I went You're... twice this summer. Oh, I am a woods woman. You went with girlfriends. Campground or no campground? A uh, campground. Okay. Uh, Huey Park. Okay. Hue- Huey Park. That sounds wrong. Um, it was like off of Waverly Road. Okay. Yeah, like Fall River area. Oh, cool. And there was, yeah, like uh, two tents and there was four of us. And it, like, so, like most of the girls had like, gone camping before. So they knew how to make fires. Um, I learned how to work my charcoal grill. So we got that working. It was like... The, experience, the experiences were different. Like they were, they both, were they were both great in their own but way. But you learned, and that's why it was better because mm-hmm. you learned from your mistakes. <laughs> we grow, you we grow. grow as people and as campers. Where yeah. were we? We left off at okay. We're talking about camping. What yeah. else do I have here? So I have. Um, we talked about being high maintenance. So I think you're like medium maintenance. I don't think yeah. you're. I think you're like. Like like physically maybe low maintenance, emotionally high maintenance. <laughs> Oh, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, are you messy? No. Well, okay. We talked about this earlier, kind of. My home, very clean. You're very kind. organized. My car, fucking atrocious. Like a bomb fucking went off in it. I, I still have my it. camping stuff from July that I haven't unpacked in my car. Well, where are you going to put that anyway? Exactly. My car is basically storage because I have no storage in my apartment. Isn't that what it is for most people, though? Like, I feel like most people, like, their cars are just an extension of their apartment or their home. Yeah, it's like, I don't see value in bringing this thing up into my home. I'm just going to leave it in my car. I feel like, yeah, if I had a car, I would be the same. I would probably have a lot of mcdonald's bags oh yeah probably i try to get rid of those so it doesn't remind me of what i did like (laughs) yeah try to bring those up so when i get in my car i'm like like, oh fuck vanessa again (laughs) are you a fast food person do you love fast food i am a fast food junkie oh my god it's really bad it's really bad what's your favorite fast food place Uh, i mean i think it has to be mcdonald's I like Wendy's. Wendy's is great. I don't. I just feel like I don't go to Wendy's as much. And maybe, maybe if I lived near one, um, it would be different. But like McDonald's is right fucking there. Like, yeah, it's just always open. It's twenty four hours. Like, and McDonald's just always tastes like McDonald's. It's consistent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think McDonald's would be my. But like, love me some fucking fried chicken from KFC or Mary Brown's Ooh, too. I don't like. Oh, we disagreed. Ooh, I don't like KFC. You don't like KFC? No, I'm not really like a huge fast food fried chicken. Like, I like good fried chicken if it's from like okay. a, like a restaurant, like Ooh. you know, like hand breaded, not the Colonel's fucking recipe. Twelve or whatever. spices. Twelve. Spices. Is it twelve? Nine. I don't know. What is it? How many spices are in? I just like, I find KFC, like, the skin is, like, what really is gross on it. No, Mm-mm. it's just, like, greasy. Okay, and they always have that, that, like, bright green neon coleslaw. Which oh, is really gross. So good, Vanessa. It's, like, the same color as mint chocolate chip ice cream. It's like, those so things shouldn't be. Good. How Mm-mm. many spices? Let's see. Mm-mm. How many spices? I don't, does it say? 11 herbs and spices. We were close. Um, well, salt, pepper, probably some garlic powder, thyme. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> there can't be 11 spices. MSG? 
Is that Kevin's spice? Sadness. Yes. Tears. The Colonel's tears. Human tears. Yeah. I. I. Mary Brown's is so fucking good too. Though. Mary I, Brown's is good. I've never. I've always wanted to go to a Popeyes. I've never been to Popeyes. Uh, Have you gone to Popeyes? No, but it looks amazing. Yeah, it like, looks so good. I am a huge fast food junkie. Like especially after like a shitty shift at work and I don't want to cook. I'm like Wendy's drive through, Junior bacon cheeseburgers. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and they have this, like, really good burger. It's, like, well, it's not really good. To me, it's good because I just, like, eat like crap. But it's, um like, just a cheeseburger with, like, a slice of cheese. And then their cheese sauce on top of the cheese. And then I add pickles to it. Ooh. So it's, like, a cheesy cheddar sauce burger with pickles. It's fucking uh, good. That's Try it. Story. Life hack. Is Order that, like- Something on the menu or something you have to customize? Uh, Well, no, the cheesy cheddar burger is on the menu and then you just add pickles you to it. You gotta add the pickles. Yeah. You need, I, I feel like, yeah, I'm pro pickle, always. Mm-hmm. Have you yeah, ever watched, pickle. like, what are they called? Like, mukbangs? Or oh, mukbangs? yeah. I've done a couple on here. You've done some? So we did a we did a, um, a live stream, oh, must have been two years ago now, or thereabouts, um, where uh, we did a McDonald's mukbang. Like, I ordered... <gasps> like 10 orders of large fries can we fries. do one yeah absolutely we can yeah. do one i mean i'm not fucking anytime soon so let's yeah. do this <laughs> we're in the second wave baby it's the time for mukbangs it would be fun Mook to do bangs? yeah it would be fun to do like a specific one like there was a time where i was like i want to do a, a garlic finger mukbang where i order like a small garlic fingers from like five places like pick the winner mm-hmm. or something like or like Nuggets, like we could just do chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. Like I think it'd be fun to do something specific, but also just really anything. There's like, do you, do you ever watch the Try Guys on YouTube? I've oh. heard of them. Yeah, but, so yeah. they have an episode where like Keith, Keith is one of my favorite Try Guys, and he goes to like a place and eats everything on the menu of one. Like so, he did I like mean, a, that's insane. He did like an Olive Garden garden one and where he was like in the back of a u-haul and they would like deliver the food to the back of the, and he had it set up like an italian restaurant in the back of this u-haul and he's like it's so hot back here and he's just trying to eat like all the pasta i need your opinion on a certain fast food joint yes hit me i'm scared because i'm actually scared that like this might um, this is gonna break our dynamic mm. right now well like i feel like this it, it shows a lot of people's character whether or not they like this place the burger king Taco Bell. <gasps> I fucking love yes! Taco Bell. Yes! One time I, I drove to Stewiak to get Taco Bell because <laughs> the one in the mall was closed and I really wanted, Mama wanted some Crunch Wrap Supreme. Hell yeah! I drove to Exit 11 on the 102 on a fucking Sunday when I was hungover to get Taco Bell. Ding ding. You know what I actually ding, did? Ding. Click fucking clack. Over. <laughs> Clickety clack. Is that the title? Clickety clack. Clickety clack is the title. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, over quarantine, I actually made my own homemade crunch wrap. <gasps> you can make them. Well, yeah, because I guess you just need like a tortilla and then like a hard round taco, like tostada. I guess? Yes, they're hard to find. Yes. Uh, another thing you can do is you can just toast some tortilla in the oven mm, and yeah. use that. Like just cut a circle. Um, it's quite good, but I mean, listen. Did you make cheese sauce or did you get like queso, like I, to, I like, like queso. Tostitos queso? Yeah. That's like tastes more like Taco Bell though. Yeah, yeah, but nothing beats a fucking crunch wrap. Crunch wrap. I, wish I really like their fries it. supreme, where they put like oh. the beef. And- That's what the mukbang. We should order the whole Taco Bell menu. We should. We should do a Taco Bell mukbang. I'm totally like down. one of each thing. Yeah, because I don't think I've ever tasted the whole. Ta- but I feel like the Taco Bell menu pretty much probably all tastes the same. 
Probably. I feel like I, I feel like I feel like it. everything has the same flavor. Profile. I'm pretty. I'm pretty like. Like I love Taco Bell, but I haven't tried a lot of it. So I next think, episode, or next, well, maybe not next episode. Maybe like we'll wait a month and we'll do a Taco Bell mukbang. We're gonna clear our schedules because I'm gonna have diarrhea for probably three days. Sarah and I will do enemas, and then yeah. we'll do a Taco Bell mukbang. I love to, I love that you love it because so many people are like, I um, love no fake cheese flavor. Yeah, it's great. Like Velveeta or KD like shakers, like no, the shakers. You can get you can get like the cheese powder. Um, so like you just put that shit on everything, yeah. Oh, or you man. can add extra. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Also, my I um, love mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is my favorite food. The fake cheese on Doritos, like on Doritos Zesty. Well, Taco Bell has like Dorito tacos, yes, like do. with the made out of the Dorito shells. Oh man, I'm so glad. Yeah, we we're, that. we're gonna that's, get diabetes after such, the next podcast. That's episode. such a sticking point for me. I hate people who don't like Taco Bell because I feel like I are can't. there people that don't like Taco Bell? There's definitely snobs out there that are like, "That's not real Mexican food," or it's like, "Of course it's not." Those it's Taco people Bell. probably are so fun at parties, right? They're the least <laughs> fun. Like anyone who's like a grammar Nazi or like doesn't like Taco Bell, I don't think we can be friends. I feel like I'm kind of a grammar Nazi, but for like... Are you annoying o- about it, though? No. I like for obvious things, because I feel like my grammar is not, like, perfect. But, like, if you, like, like there, there, and there, like, something like that, I'm like, come on. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. pretty... You know, yeah. That annoys me. What if it's an obvious typo? What if it's very obvious oh, that... like, like, the the K is right next to the... Exactly. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no yeah, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. point that out. Yeah, fair. I don't fair. think I would even point out there, there, and there. It just, like, intrinsically irks me. I wouldn't tell you. Okay, that's good. That <laughs> I don't need to start an argument about... I don't think that you're a grammar Nazi, though. No. Grammar Nazis are, like, on their high horse about it. Yeah, like, usually you know? I'll, like, read something that somebody posts, and I'll just be like, oh. <laughs> That's as far as it goes. Like, it's just, like, me being sad but not saying anything about it, which is most of my fucking conflicts in life. Here's a weird one. Do you run hot or cold temperature-wise? Hot. Same. I'm constantly sweating. Same. Constantly. I was sweating doing my hair tonight. (laughs) Literally, I was curling my hair, and I could feel the sweat dripping down my legs. Literally, like, okay, so now (laughs) at work, my uniforms are so thick, but then I have to wear all my PPE, which is, like, a gown and, like, a face shield and face mask, gloves, like, over everything. If I have to walk upstairs to a patient's house, I'm, like, huffing and puffing (laughs) and sweating by the time I get there. And then I have to ask the COVID questions, so I'm like... Have you been out for the Atlantic provinces for the last 14 days? And they're like, are you fucking okay? I'm like, do you have a new cough? Like trying to like hold, just like hold it together. And they're like, this girl. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, I'm constantly hot. I I um, sleep with a fan on even in the wintertime. Same. I actually open my windows in the winter. Because they don't, I don't control my heat in this apartment. They just have it cranked at all times. So I'm like, I'm not... My favorite feeling, as someone who runs hot too, is sleeping in a freezing cold room, but, but piling the un- blankets on, being yep. under the covers. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Okay, we're on we're on the same page with that one. Um, are you usually early or late? Mm. You were early right tonight? on time, and, and I like like I like like, like leaving no minutes in between. Like so late, I'd say late, like verging on late, like on verging time, on late? but late. If I'm if I'm gonna be on time, yeah. 
No, I'm never. I'm never early. I'm usually like right on time or late. I'm always even though late. today I was early. Yeah, yeah, you were early. I was like ten minutes early, but like for work, I'm like running at the last. I hate minute. the people who are always early. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, why do you have your shit together so hard? <laughs> what are you eating for breakfast in like, the morning? I, I always joke. I'm like, Sarah, time is. Like a half Are, hour. I'm usually a half hour late to everything. A half hour. Okay, so you're late to everything. Not work. I'm good with work. Yeah, same. Um, but like plans. Okay, you know what? I'll rephrase that. For work, I'm always on time because you can be penalized. But your friends cannot penalize you for being late. They will just, just deep down. They will. Just, they will. They will just tell you to come a half hour before the thing actually starts, so if that you're smart. actually on time. Yeah, exactly. If they're they'll smart. figure it out. They won't say anything to you, but it they'll figure it out. My biggest challenge in doing comedy. <laughs> was learning to go early to comedy shows because for so long I was the bitch that would run in like 15, like when you were like, like supposed to go on minutes well n- not when I started but when I was actually just going to shows as an observer I was always late to them like I was always sneaking in like right as like the first person was finishing up or something so when I started comedy and had to be 15 to, minutes to a half hour early to every show I was like this is gonna be a challenge for me yeah because like I have to be but probably ready. with like 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 I feel like performing though and having to be like there like your anxiety and adrenaline is probably going that you'd like want to get there early to like yes. set it's almost like going to work yeah like you want to like you know have good vibes and, and like honestly, set yourself up for the day if i'm running late um i will cab or like i will like i will do something to get me there even mm-hmm. faster um the only time that i was like pretty late to one was like the ladies night show but in all fairness there was a fucking snowstorm and like we had mm. a shit ton of comics drop out and like we were all just trying to get there and it was like ice on the roads so there was kind of a a reason for yeah. that no, but I'm I'm very rarely on time. It's very stressful. I think with my friends, they know I'm always going to be a little late. You're like a little late, though. You're not like drastically late. Like 15 to half an hour. Okay, so I'll run the same. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I just wrote messes over here. I love this question because I, I, I think I knew know where I was going with this, mm. um, which is how stressful is your life day to day? Like, do you find yourself... 10 out of 10. Do you find Very yourself stressful. overwhelmed every day, like, getting all the things you have to get done done? Yep. Yeah. I feel like there's never a day where there's, like, nothing I need to do. Like, there's always something or yes. something that, like, I'm plan... Like, I have to plan for in the future. Like, and I think that's just my anxiety. Like, nothing ever feels finished. Mm. So as soon as I wake up, in the morning, I feel stressed mm-hmm. about, like, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to plan, like, who I'm going to see, yeah. um, like, scheduling social things and yeah. with work things. And I only have, like, a certain number of days off. So you try to, like, yeah, like meal prep and, like... You try to prepare for, like, the days that are more packed. Exactly. But then you pack your days preparing for those other days. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to, like, hang out with people because that's something that you do as a human. <laughs> and then it just... <laughs> And then they get, st- and yeah. then you get stressed because you're like, well, maybe I should have taken that time to just relax and take me time. But like, <laughs> but like, I gotta keep my social connections going. And like, this is what adult life is. No one told us growing up that when you're this age, you will be, ha- you'll have to plan fun. <laughs> yeah, and it's stressful will- to plan fun. Yeah, and sometimes even the fun is stressful. Yeah, like because you make because for me. 
uh, there's nothing more stressful to, and i and i will be doing it on december 19th which is my nine-year single anniversary december 19th i'm, I'm coming ha- over i'm having people over so yeah. mark your fucking calendars but uh, there's nothing more stressful to me than inviting like five to ten people to like a party that i'm having and just watching them drop like it, the day will come and i'll just be like Okay, just checking. Are you still coming? Are you still... Because I'm the planner. Like, I'm the person who wants to bring people together. Yeah. And, like, I will make the plans. I sometimes hate doing it, but I'll mm-hmm. do it. Um, but then, as soon as one person bails, I will spiral. And I will be like... Yeah. Is everybody else going to bail? I it's, don't like making, like, party plans. I hate... Stressful. I hate birthday parties. I hate my birthday. When's your birthday again? April 14th. Oh, yeah. the Your Aries, right? Yeah, Aries. But, April like, 14th. I just don't like... Like, I threw, like, I think a house party for myself once on my 24th birthday, and it was, like, the most stressful thing ever. So that was going to be another question of mine, is how you deal with birthdays. We could be different <laughs> on that, too. Because I'm the type to want to be that I always want to be the chill girl on my birthday. I'm always like, we'll just be chill. We'll just yeah. do dinner. And then I'm like, oh, no, let's do a fucking, like, this past birthday i combined it with the intoxicated anniversary because it happened around the same time yeah and i did a fucking live show like i did a show for my <laughs> birthday so like i do tend to go probably bigger you pretend that you don't want anything big but deep down but mark my it. words put it on the podcast because it'll hold me accountable my plan for this next birthday which will be 34 oh <gasps> kill me <laughs> literally kill. i don't know why that's that scares me so much because it it's close to 35 I and think 35 is, is like a variable that we're like 35 that marks, is, that marks like halfway points like five 35 is a geriatric pregnancy if you got pregnant i feel like 30 is a geriatric pregnancy. i think it's anything above like like 34. i think you're most viable when you're like 21 or something yeah we're we're done yeah <laughs> You know what? We're going to need all the prenatal help and vitamins. And My friends told me it's the way to go because you get special treatment if you're an older lady having babies. Probably get a private room, no charge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what age geriatric pregnancy is, okay, over 35. I was right. Oh, uh, okay. So what I'll be, yeah. So for this next birthday, because I know I'm going to be spiraling because mm. I haven't met the love of my life yet, mm. um, is I, I want to go to the Nordic Spa and, like, have a, a night. I always wanted to go to the Nordic Spa. I've actually been talking to my friend Tori about this, and I'm like, can we have a spa day, like, for Christmas? I wanted yes. to buy myself just a day to the Nordic Spa. I would love that, too. Yeah, we I should go. I have a man on Instagram who's trying to, wants to buy me a pass. Well, can he buy your friend a pass? Probably. <laughs> I talked him into it. Yeah, like, I'll show up on your OnlyFans. <laughs> me a day to the fucking nordic spa sign me up you know what it's a shit expensive how much men love to use their money to make themselves feel better honestly it's insane people are like oh like like i don't have an OnlyFans, but for people who have only fans like oh don't you feel like you're exploiting yourself i'm like are you really the ones being exploited or are these men being the ones yeah, exploiting truly. themselves truly if they're dumb enough to spend money <laughs> yeah. on something that you already have you know what i I mean i I can't help but laugh because like i do have an OnlyFans, and i started real hot i because i didn't promote it publicly and i only sent it to like guys who like fire emoji me all the time like Mm -hmm. men that i wasn't friends with money right when you live stream and they send emojis i'm learning um when they and then they send you emojis that converts into money i mean it should 
Okay. If they're fire emojiing you, it means that they're attracted to you. Mm. So, like, okay. that's a potential customer if yeah. you have an OnlyFans. Right. My ideal customer is, like, someone who I don't know that well, someone who's not a comic. <laughs> do, some com- uh, do some comics subscribe to your OnlyFans? No. 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 So, I'm like, not that I know of. Do you... Okay. Do you know anyone in that you know personally who subscribed to your OnlyFans? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to ask who. And I'm just wondering if that's a thing. But, like, but I'm not I'm not that close with them. And that's the key. Like they're not someone uh, okay. they're not someone that I would see around That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. And then the other people are just guys like followers from Instagram that like I've never met. Yeah. Um but I did get a lot of requests from fake accounts. So who's to say who those people are? I can't know for sure. Yeah. So like they would like make a fake account and then like message me and like be like, I want the link. Mystery. Uh, But I did find it funny because I do have a joke about how it's like I made my price high because I just knew people would be curious and then they would just like see my tits and then leave. And that's exactly what happened. I had five fans paying 25 a month. You're a businesswoman. And then they (laughs) and then they all like I only have two now. You only have two fans? (laughs) Yeah, but like this is not worth the price I paid for. But I need to put a caveat on that. It's because I got fucking lazy too, and I didn't make new posts. And with OnlyFans, it's like, yeah, you gotta be posting. You gotta like up that content. Gotta up the content. And like, if if I were to post tomorrow, like a thirst trap that said DM me to request my OnlyFans. I would get people. I actually get people all the time being like, "You've OnlyFans." Like, just the allure of having an OnlyFans. We'll get you attention. So we'll get you attention. I, I'm old and use PowerPoint and Microsoft Word as we, as we. <laughs> what does thirst trap mean? <laughs> I'm also wearing a Blink 182 shirt. People, come on, throw me a fucking bone. What is thirst? I want to actually look up the formal definition because I think it'd be funny. Is this thirst, thirst trapping all the pop punk boys? <laughs> I can sing I Miss You in Tom's weird fucking voice. I love this. (laughs) According to Google, a thirst trap is a type of social media post that is intended to entice viewers sexually. It's like a hot picture. It's like a hot picture that that is very obvious that you're posting because it's a hot picture. Right. You know? Right. Like, it's very obvious. Right. Like, sometimes there's pictures that are like... Not so, like, you might look really hot, but, like, you're just posing with Yeah, friends. you're like, oh, that's artistic, not hot. Exactly. Right. Okay, so Thirst Trap is obviously So like, that's what you do if you, if you want to get people, when you post that, you see who's into it, and then you say, hey, if you're interested. Or you can just mention on your podcast a bunch and then get random people messaging you <laughs> going, do you have an OnlyFans page? And I go, yeah, it's 25 a month. You want to pay? Mm, it's too steep for me. Okay, well, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, I'm too self-conscious. Yeah, I don't know if I, like, all the, pa- like, honestly, I admire people who have OnlyFans accounts who feel, like, comfortable in their fucking body, because I have, like, so much body image issues that mm. I'm, like... But remember, um, it's pictures that you control, so it's not like... I know. So, like, the ones that I, I only post the good ones, like, I would never post a bad dude on there, um... So, but also, like, I'm pulling from years of nude photos that I've mm. sent to boys that I want to fuck. You know? I think I've only sent nude photos maybe three times. Really? In my life. That's not bad, in though. In my 30 years, yeah. I mean, I some used people to, don't do it at all. I used to, like, when I was in high school. Remember when you had those, like, webcams? Those, oh, like, yeah. circle webcams? I would show my boobies on on those. Did you really? To, like, to like guys in my high school. Yeah. That's see, I, I didn't get into it until much later. 
I was like very sexually explorative at a young age. Really? Yeah. Like when when was your first like hookup? Mm, 14. Whoa. I think I lost my virginity. And then I dated. At 14? At 14. And then I dated my boyfriend in high school for two years. And we did like a lot of stuff. Really? Yeah, at like 15, 16, like candle wax shit and like. Oh, candle wax is like being blindfolded? Yeah. Like, well, for, okay, for a 15, 16 year old Sarah, come on. That's bad. Everyone yeah, watched yeah. Red Shoe Diaries yeah, when they yeah. were. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but it's just funny to me because that is like the starter pack of kink. Like, it, it really yeah, is. But like blindfolded candle wax. But he tied me up. Oh, holy like, shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Like at fourteen, at four, well, fifteen, sixteen. That's yeah. really young. And like he also, we, um, so he was Sikh. He was East Indian, and I am not. And we, his parents, couldn't know that we were dating, so we had to like hide her. We dated for two years. We had to hide her really. That makes it hotter though. It did. It, it like, did. It's, and it's, it's kind of like I think awful, it, I think it's it made hot. us want to do. And of course, like we were reading, I think in the curriculum was like Romeo and Juliet at the time. So we were like, we are the Montagues and Capulets <laughs> of, like, fucking suburban Ottawa. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, no, we, uh, yeah, and I feel like I got a lot of things out at an early age that as I got older, when people started to, like, get more sexually explorative, I was like, I've already done that. Do like, you think that's, like, an advantage or not? Um, like, what are the pros and cons of that? No, I feel like it's a, more of a con because I feel like I was doing these things just because like we saw them online or like we just like we were trying things, but we didn't really understand the full you concept. Ready. We weren't ready. We didn't really understand mm. how our fucking body worked at that time either. Right. We were just like doing things and pretending that we liked them because that's, that's what we think that's wild. should happen. Wait yeah. for the right person to pour candle wax on your nipples. <laughs> Or your high school boyfriend when you're 15. Yeah, I was the it first. It wasn't a horrible experience. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, I didn't hate it. I like we. I I feel like we did love each other, and I feel like uh, some people have t- said to me that like, oh, you couldn't have loved him. You were only 16. I'm like, it's a different kind of love. It's a different kind age, of love. But, it's still but love. we still, it was still love. Yeah, it's, there was still a connection. There. Like first love is its own special. Yeah, that was when like I would listen to like "Hey There Delilah" on repeat. I was and literally just, like, just gonna think say, about my boyfriend. This and, is yeah. such a good transition. Text him on T nine into the pop punk <laughs> thing because my first boyfriend was a skater boy. Oh, with an into eight? pop punk Blink One Eight Two fan. Um, he was in his first or second year of college when I was in grade twelve. So I was dating like a college guy who was a skater. Mm-hmm. And he, like he was pop punk, yeah, to the extreme. So my whole did he have like the side bangs? Did he like flat no, iron them? No, get ready for it. Get oh, ready no. for it. Get ready for <laughs> yeah, it. I'm ready. He had the the flip. Oh, I'll show you pictures. <laughs> I literally had a flip. Fun. I'll show you pictures in a, in a second, though. But like he's uh, the one. Whatever like, happened to the flip? I don't know. But I was into pop punk stuff before him. But he really ramped. He he actually took me more. I think. To like the emo side, mm. um, like when I started dating him. But like mm. we, so let's talk about music. So music. okay, yeah. what are some of the pop punk influences? Name obviously Blink. Obviously Blink. Blink. Um, I think that they. I think I've told this story. I think on podcast that I was on earlier. But like, I really wanted to take off your pants and jacket, and I think I was eleven. 
when that CD came out, like 2001. That's crazy. I, Google, That's yeah, like yeah. fact check. I think it came out in 2001, so I was 11. Um, and it's a very vulgar scene. <laughs> like, it's pretty. Was I that young when it came out? Let's we see. can put up some fucking lyrics on here. Oh my god. Of what yes. I listened to when I was 11. Yeah. Happy Holidays, up. You Bastard, I think is like one of the most vulgar songs I've ever heard in my life. That's a really, really take off your. Yeah, and I didn't know it was a masturbation joke. Take off your pants and jacket. Right. Get it. So many of But us. they marketed it because they knew younger kids were listening to it. So they like marketed it as like take off your pants and jacket. And people were like, oh, that's a that's a quirky CD title, but didn't really get it. Let's first find out <laughs> the year. Release year. 2001. July 12, 2001. So yeah. That, so, okay. So how old was I? I was 11. And so you're, you're four 12, years 13. older than me. 14? Really? I was that yeah. young? That's crazy. So I um, begged my mom to buy me the CD. And she, it had parental advisory. It had explicit the warning on it, on the CDs. She's yeah. like, no, I'm not buying that for you. Too young. Blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, well, play me some of their songs. And maybe I'll change my mind. So this was when, like, LimeWire and Kazaa was a thing. Where you could, like, download music. So I downloaded her, I think, um adam's song and what's my age again <laughs> like all the good ones all the like, good ones <laughs> and like i think well i think what's my age again but it had sodomy in it do you uh, remember it said the they looked down on sodomy or something i thought sodomy meant peeing in public <laughs> as a kid <laughs> so i was like oh that's not that bad <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah and then my mom listened to it she was like mm, nope and then I played Adam's song for her, and she's like, do you know what this is about, Vanessa? And I was like, no. She's like, it's about killing yourself. And I'm like, what? Oh, um, my God. But I was like, I think they're saying, like, don't do it. <laughs> like, and But then I got her with all the small things. She loved that oh, song. And I would, just play, I would just play it on repeat, because it's such a boppy tune. And she's like, you know what? I like these Blink-183 guys. Like, we're going <laughs> to... She's like, you know what? You really wanted the CD. You tried really hard. Like, let, let's go get you it. So I picked up my CD and like each different color. So there's like the jacket, the pants, and the airplane. Yeah. Um, or the airplane. What is it? The airplane, pants, and jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So three different colors. And depending on what color you got, you got different bonus tracks. That's on it. right. So I got the jacket. I got the green one. What were the bonus tracks? I forget. Uh, mine was if you fucked grandpa. Yes. Yes. Let's and, look at. Let's. Oh yeah, it was bad. So, anyways, my mom finally bought me the CD. I went home. I put it in my little CD player alarm clock combo that was on top of my Fisher Price toy box in my my bedroom. God. I listened to the CD front to back, and I cried my eyes out because it was so fucking vulgar. <laughs> And I wasn't expecting it because I was just like, oh, these are like, what's my age again, guys? And like, first date and whatever. And like, when you fucked grandpa. And then I tell you that he, I mean, really looking back at it. That's a lot for an 11 year old to take. I don't, I think that I went the route of like, LOL, this is funny. But like, really, truly, this is. Who would ever want a dirty, greasy finger in his ass? He rubs his dick in broken glass. Dumb. down for dinner and my mom's like oh how's your blink cd i was like oh it's good and she's like oh by the way grandpa came over for dinner i'm like no i remember <laughs> listening to the live album uh, like the mark tom and travis show oh that was a good album on fucking repeat with my like i had a group of like two girlfriends that we would just like literally like play that and just laugh 
and like I like repeat tracks, like repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And like to me, it was that like a was, comedy album slash music it album. Was, it like, was, it really was. I fucking loved them. It's just so vulgar. And like they just like they weren't great musicians. No! Like Tom is not a good guitar <laughs> player and like an awful singer. Like if you listen to their early stuff, like before oh, so Enema bad. of the State, like if you listen to like Dude Ranch and Buddha and stuff, yeah. Tom's voice is like it got way better. Like he got vocal lessons when they started getting big. Um but they marketed themselves so on so well. Like I think they were like the beginning of like pop punk mainstream they stuff. Were. Like for sure. What are those? This whole punks? like skateboard culture, like oh, yeah. You and know like, like prank culture too. Yeah. Like like punked and stuff yeah. and like yeah. wearing like dickies below your butt and like yeah. stuff like that. And they, all these of were that the guys. Was my sexual my early sexual days with men. Me what, too. Were those types of guys. Yeah, me too. Like God. skate, like I would just hang out at the skate park. So I just like I still get a little cool. triggered when I see that type because I'm just like I gotta get away from you because <laughs> I I enjoy them too much. I enjoy them too much. Yeah, me too. What other bands? What other? So Blink. What else? Blink. Newfound Glory. Oh my God! Yes. Love. Okay. 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 My okay. friends over you. I love Newfound Glory. One of my many few trips that I've taken to the States uh, is like the main Bangor area for shopping. And I remember going to Hot Topic and buying a shirt, a New Fan Glory shirt that had Some Girls Are Crazy on it. Oh my God. Shirt at Spencer's today, and I was looking for newfound glory shirts. I'm like, why don't they have any other pop punk bands? You should look at it on Hot Topic. Hot, hot Topic. Yeah. Oh. Is there a Hot Topic in at Micmac? We should. We should. We should go. We should go. <laughs> Let's go to Hot Topic. Oh my did god. We, did we literally just go back in time? We did. I think we, we just. I just saw your 15 year old self, and you, you know, just saw. You know what I picture? Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just I'm gonna, say it. This is our afternoon. We go to the mall. Get Taco Bell. We get Taco Bell. <laughs> But we also get an orange Julius. Oh. <laughs> they still have orange Julius. I know that they do, but I haven't had one since high school. Let's, okay, you know what? I went to the mall today where I got the shirt with my friend Tori, and we had the best fucking time. Uh, we went to Claire's. Fuck We yes. went to Spencer's. We got ourselves a Starbucks. It was just... Okay, maybe we shouldn't just be going to the mall during a pandemic. I was but just we gonna just, say, yeah, we yeah, just yeah. need to get out of the house. But and I need fairness, to go Christmas shopping. The stores are still open. They're they like are. limiting the malls capacity. open for a reason. Yeah, so. and like if you're tested and you know, like I'm just like we you didn't know, touch you can, things. You can we still really follow the rules and not be a shut in. Exactly, and also it's Christmas time. People are going to be going shopping. People need their things. So. Yeah, truly. I okay. So newfound glory, newfound glory, no effects. Yeah. Um, I wasn't like huge into them, but like they were a little influenced. too punk. They're Same. more punkier. Than- Some forty one. Oh yeah, love Some forty one. They're from Ajax, the town I was born in. That's wild. You were yeah. from Ajax? Yeah. Well, I was born in Ajax. I moved to Ottawa when I was like three. Oh my gosh, or crazy. So I went to Rockfest. Um, I think twice. No, three times. And uh, the first two times, I saw Blink. And some forty one and newfound glory. Oh my god! But this was when I was like twenty six now, so they were all like in their forties, like mid forties. That's like, hilarious. But playing all their old songs, and it was all god. Sarah. Everyone that went to this music festival were like people like twenty five and older. I love that, and it was great, and everyone was having such a good time. Everyone's just wearing dirty jean jackets and going all like pop pop. Like it was like mm-hmm. literally going back in time. I think the first time I went was twenty fourteen. And the second time I went was 2016. 
And then I think it went downhill after I've that. seen Sum 41 a lot. Really? Live, yeah. Yeah, so I was obsessed with Sum 41. Yeah. Like, 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 bad. Their first CD was an All Killer, half No hour Filler. Pa- uh, and then Half Hour Power was the one before that. Yeah. All Killer, No Filler was, like, I think the they one that, like... They were almost, like, punkier and more hardcore than Blink-182. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. And I was, like, obsessed. Like, we Does this look infected, too? Yeah. Oh it's a God. great album. Oh, so, my God. This is taking me back big mm. time. I don't know when it dropped off for me, honestly. I feel like, like, my musical taste has kind of been all over the place. Because, like, I was really heavily influenced by, like... Like, I would say, like, more alternative rock. Mm -hmm. But then when I was, like, approaching, like, late teens, I think is when I, like, was, like, getting into, like, pop punk. Mm. And it's never left me. Because it doesn't leave you. No. If you're into pop punk, it doesn't leave you. It doesn't leave you. You just hide it better. You hide it better. And I feel like you're judged, almost, if you like pop punk. Yeah. You're like, oh, what a fucking loser. You still listen to Blink-22? And I'm like, listen... This is like a dying music genre. This is dying. It literally died. Like, we don't have any more pop punk buns. Now it's all just, I don't know, like Billie Eilish and whatever. Like, like still good music, but like, there's no genre of pop punk anymore. It It was like an era that that lasted such a short time and is now gone. So much fun, too. Just so much fucking fun. So much fun. I've almost died. I've almost died in so many mosh pits. But it was the best time. The most <laughs> fucked up. The most fucked up. Sarah was at Rockfest, and do you know who? What mosh pit I almost got the most fucked up in? Billy Talent. Oh, I've seen Billy Talent live. They're I fun. saw Billy Talent live, and I like. I'm not a big Billy Talent fan. Um, and my friend who I went with is a huge Billy Talent fan, so she's like, "Let's get right up into the fucking middle." Like when they came oh, on the glory days, and literally, this was at Rockfest. And as soon as I started playing, the crowd just like imploded yep. on me, like yep. on us, and I had to crowd surf to get out while having a panic attack. <laughs> I'm like, "This is too much," and I literally looked at the guys next to me. I was like, "Get me the fuck out of here!" They're like, "Yup," and just like threw and me up in the see, air. I was too scared to crowd surf. I was too scared to do it. I've crowd surfed a couple times. Um, the best time was at Alexis on Fire. I crowd surfed for like twenty minutes. Jesus, like, I started Christ. at the front and then I went like around the back and like they brought me back around to the front. But it was like that's insane. Yeah, and it was. It's almost like once you just give into it and you just trust that people. It's like a huge trust fall with strangers. I I kind of regret. Now I'm kind of sad. I was sad. also a lot lighter then, so I had the more confidence. I feel like I wouldn't, like... I feel kind of sad now that I've never done it, because I don't think I'll ever be able to do it again, because I don't... No, know, not with are COVID. We gonna, are we going to have concerts again? I don't know if that's going to be a thing that we're going to have. So I, love, I, I love crowd serving. I went down a rabbit hole recently, and I got very sad, because I was trying to think of, like, what the best feeling in the world is, and in my mind... One of the best feelings in the world is when you're at a concert and the whole crowd is singing the same song as you. And or like, I saw your Coldplay post, right? So yeah. I've been going. I've been like literally trying to like, like inject hope into myself by like watching all these videos of like crowds singing songs and like good concert yeah. moments and stuff. Because I'm just like, are we ever gonna get this again? Will this mm. ever be a thing? Because even even when we have a vaccine. Will things ever be to that extent again? I don't think so. I think our world is currently changed. I think it's changed for like, it's going to change so much, which is very sad. Mm -hmm. And, And what made me even sadder was like, when we were those kids, like at those concerts, we had no idea that we were going to lose that. No. Like we had, we took it for granted. 
It makes not, me so sad. I know. I want to cry. Like, right? I'm almost going to cry. Like, right? I loved going to live concerts. Like, that's where yeah. I, like, thrive. Same. And yeah. you just, like, meet so many people who, like, like are, like, like have the same interests. Like, if you like the same music yeah. as someone, yeah. you probably have yeah. the same interests and same... It's a unifier. A lot of times, yeah. It's, it's a, a unifier. unifier. Like, it's, it's, it's a weird thing to have a night with a group of strangers where you feel so connected, connected to, so yeah. i mean i i'm i love pop punk but i'm I also love pop and yeah. i i saw katie perry in concert oh, i love katie perry i love her too she's like one of my favorites and like i got to see her on the witness tour uh in toronto and i got upgraded i i went in with like a light-up dress and i literally manifested getting upgraded because we were like mm. we had nosebleed seats and i was like no we're, we're gonna get some they'll find us because i heard that her team was going around like just giving out free passes to like the the front area mm-hmm. it's called the drop zone and i was like i'm gonna get it and i totally did nice and Good for you literally like made facebook and instagram friends from being in the drop zone with a bunch of people like met people sang with them all night danced with them all night and then like we stayed facebook friends yeah we Isn't that crazy yeah i had the same experience at Rockfest. we found these two guys who were traveling from bc and you meet people from all over the world when you go to music festivals yeah. might be a little different with like a specific concert in a specific city but with festivals there's people from fucking everywhere yeah so we met these two guys from bc and um we hung out with them the whole weekend like and we like we had this like i can't even remember the chant we had but we made up this chant they had like a clothing company and they gave us like a bunch of their bandanas and merch and shit like that um had us up on their shoulders for all like and nothing weird nothing sexual just like good times good friends it's just such a great way to meet people yeah and like like, those are connections that like you're gonna always remember like even if you don't stay in touch or you don't stay friends you'll always remember it (laughs) which is wild because like so a girl that i met at the Katy perry show actually like recently died Um, it was her and her brother that i met there and like it i didn't know her that well but like it hit me like i was just like holy fuck well because you remember those that good time that you had with her and that special like those moments are very special when you meet people like that right? and it's just weird because like you know we still don't really think young people can die like i feel like that's yeah. like like we just don't it's almost taboo when yeah. a young person dies you're like this isn't supposed to happen yeah i was gonna ask you what your general feelings on death are like are you someone who like i'm i don't do well with it i think about it too much and it stresses me out probably too much probably more than what the average person would i mean everyone no one wants death no (laughs) but like no one's like yeah death but i think (laughs) about it like overwhelmingly what's your like feeling on it i think as a kid i thought about it a lot I i feel like i don't know if this is like a normal kid thing but i think like every kid eventually um gets the concept of morality and being like oh my parents are eventually gonna die and then it hits you. I think I was like six or seven That's when the age. I realized I heard it. about this recently yeah. on Armchair Expert. Doc Shepard was talking about it, and they actually said four or five years old is when kids start getting the concept grasping of it. It's like when your goldfish dies or like something, and that like triggers or it. Or like your pet dies or something. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, like my grandfather, my grandmother died away or died away. <laughs> That sounds so much better. It does kind of died, died away. <laughs> Can we just start saying yeah, that? Yeah, it does sound a little better than died better away. than passed away. But um, she passed away when I was two, and I don't really remember that. But my grandfather 
I was really close with him. Um, oh. And like once my grandmother died, like my mom, he lived in Ajax. And my mom and I lived in Ottawa. Every weekend, my mom would pack me up in the car and we would go visit him in Ajax, which is like four or five hours away. So it's like driving from here to Cape Breton. Um, and yeah, we were super close. And he passed away when I was eight. And it was enough for me to realize like what was happening and what happened. And I had a really tough time with it. Um, there were points where I thought I was like seeing him and stuff when I was like eight. You might've been, I might've been, there were, there was a time where like, yeah, there were some weird things that were happening afterwards. My closets would like creak and like bang in the night. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was weird. You definitely had some. Well, they say that like young children actually like are really prone to seeing ghosts more than, if if you believe in ghosts. Yeah. Uh, More prone to it, more sensitive to it. I believe like, I'm very like, I'm very scientific in nature. And I'm like, I think I'm like agnostic. I think I align with that. But I think I like the like technical explanation of ghosts which I heard, I think, on a podcast, um, that, like, it's, like, an energy that has to be transferred, and you, like, see that almost, like, almost like a hologram type of thing. Like, Interesting. Like, or like, your mind is seeing the energy. Yeah. And how you're feeling, like, you're feeling but the energy. But the ghost doesn't actually have, like, thinking, feeling, thoughts. Right, right, right. But you, like, like the energy from someone's body has to go somewhere. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of, like, I kind of, I don't fully believe in it but i'm like oh that's the most like logical it's like almost like radar or like infrared or something like that I like there's like, like that that's crazy yeah but no i like death now i mean because i've been doing this job right um i think i was freaked out for it like about it like a, when i was younger like like a kid i i know i went like from five to nine maybe had like was You're like, like like figuring it out and like yeah, it's and confusing. asking my mom, being like, "Well, are you gonna die?" Like, I remember asking my mom, "Like, what happens when you die?" She's like, "Well, let's not think about that right now." <laughs> well, yeah, because when you're a kid, you literally you're like, "I'm gonna live forever." Like, I, this is just you don't yeah. have any grasp of like it ending. And I remember my mom being really good, being like, "Well, you know, people have to you know get older and like sick, and like I'm nowhere near that." Like, you know what I mean? But like, I didn't yeah. know. Obviously, I'm like, okay, people get old and, like, live to be, like, I don't know, 80 or 90 and then die. Right. But you, you didn't have a concept of, like, illness or, like, you know, stuff that or, like, happen spontaneously. Like, car accidents or, like... Yeah. Su- like, su- like, the suicide stuff. That, yeah. like, ugh, that came later for me, but, like, that's... Yeah. I had- There is a really good show called Dead Like Me. I've heard of this. Oh, my gosh. I haven't if watched, you haven't it, watched it. it, it, like, I started watching it, I think, when I was in high school, so, like... 13 14 so maybe middle school high school and it's about a girl who has like this freak accident and then becomes a grim reaper yes and then yes, she yes, yes. has to go take the souls of people who are about to die so that their death is like painless i guess like once you take someone's soul then their death they don't feel it as much and she literally gets so they get like post-it notes from like their boss which is like i guess like god but they never say it's god they just say it's like their boss right which like, i kind of like the yeah. higher which i like it keeps it like ambiguous it doesn't yeah. bring religion it into could, play it could be a woman exactly <laughs> just like the like meryl streep from the devil wears prada just being like That's this right. is your pickup address <laughs> so and they literally just get like a post-it note with like the time when it's supposed to happen and like a last name oh god and so they have to try and like they go to the spot and they just kind of figure it out and try they and they're like okay that's like 
Johnson and that's my guy. So I have to get to him before it happens before this time, take their soul. And they just kind of like touch them on the shoulder or whatever. Um, And it was like really, it was like a really like good, almost like explanation or depiction of death. It's like, I mean, it's definitely like destiny or like having like a, you know, thought out plan. Like everyone has like a path and a journey and stuff. So they're going with like that philosophical Mm -hmm. route of things. Mm -hmm. Like you don't really have free will because like Mm -hmm. these post-it notes are being handed out. Like I actually, I kind of subscribe to that. I kind of like that. Yeah. And it like, it was almost comforting in a way. It's like you (sighs) don't get control. Like it just. So there's no point in like, why are you freaking out? Exactly. Why are you freaking out? It's going to happen when it happens. Yeah. And That's then, so and then, yeah, and then you see these people like dying, and then them staying with the Grim Reaper, and they just talk about it so casually and comically and stuff, and it's like, oh, well, this happened, that sucks, blah blah blah, you know. I you go. <laughs> I don't do well with the idea of death by accident. Or That's hard to grapple with. Like getting sick. Like I, I'm constantly just like, what if I start to get sick just as my life is starting. Like that just says you feel happy. That's because I'm like, because in my mind, I'm like, I'm 33 and it's been a little bit rough. And I have like, I'm finally getting to a place where like, I think I found a job that I really like and could grow in. And I have all these awesome creative side hustles. And like, I haven't found love yet, but like, I really want to. And I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that, hopefully. And like, what if I get happy and I get sick or like I get in an accident? Like, I, I, I'm just constantly like what if, what if, what if? And I know that that, like, catastrophic thinking does nothing for, like, it does nothing but stress me out. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, one of those things, like, I think if I was in therapy, I would be like, yeah, we gotta talk about this fear of death. Because when Mm -hmm. I was really young, even before five, as a baby, I would cry, Mm -hmm. break down crying because my parents were like, here are your godparents. These are your godparents. And in my mind, as a fucking kid... I thought that meant these are the people that are going to take me away from my Oh my family. god, that's a terrifying yeah. notion of God. I shit you not. My mom Jesus. told me this. She said you used to cry because you thought that they were they were like going to like you thought that they were God taking me to servants. God, taking me to God. Yeah. yeah, taking me to God. That's hilarious. Isn't that crazy? That's hilarious. Did you hear that squeak? Oh, that was my my arm. <laughs> okay, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it's like I need to get out of here. It's kind of weird. Now that maybe I'm on the show. Holy. Yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, I think I've asked all my questions. The only other thing I wrote down here was, what are you scared of? What are your fears? Oh, we're getting deep. What are my fears? I mean, you have anxiety, so. Oh, Other yeah. than everyday life. Like, like everything. Uh, all of the above. <laughs> Circle. Let's get specific here. Uh, I have a fear of, like, like, it's not, like, a, like, legit fear, but, like, like, being alone forever. Yeah. Like, never really feeling settled or finding that person. Mm-hmm. Like, I think... And I think that's pretty honest. I feel like everyone has that fear. I feel like right now, it's very cool. Right now, being alone is trendy. Yeah. And being, because like, the independent woman. It. And, like, the love yourself movement is, like, really in full force. And, like... As single women, I think we're almost pressured to be like, yeah, I love it. I don't need anyone. Like, I got, like, I'm independent. It's like, you can be independent. You can certainly embrace being independent, but still want um, that, to feel that with somebody. And I'm the same. I think about it constantly, and it's a constant You think that this might be your existence for, like, the rest of your life. And you're like... 
I mean, I'm okay with it now. Like, I feel like I've come to terms with it. I feel like there is a pressure, though. I feel like the self-love movement is helping. But yeah. I feel like before that, there was a pressure to be, like, with somebody or, like, have these, oh, like, ha- ha- well, there always is to have these, like, societal expectations at a certain age. Yep. Like, you should be yeah. married. You should have a house. Why are you still in student debt? All and they're still stuff. there, but they're less, but they're still there. Yeah. Like, there's still a lot of challenges that would face somebody who's single versus somebody who's not. Like Totally. There's a great movie, a- Spinster, with Chelsea Peretti. Yes, I love Spinster. It's a great movie. Um, yeah, I, I did it. an audition piece from that movie like for my oh. when I applied for my agent. And um, uh, it's her friend who is married and has kids and like yeah. helping Chelsea. Or Chelsea, whoever the character's name is. I didn't watch the movie. Gabby. 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 Um, and she's like, yeah, like people treat single people like such shit sometimes. And it's true. It's yeah. like... What and you know, I get that from a lot of older patients, mm. like people who I transport who are like, Oh, do you have a husband? I know, oh, do you have kids? And I, I have to always be like, No, I have a cat, you know, joking. <laughs> and they're just like, You're sad, and I'm like, I know. Um, but they're still like from the older generation, the societal expectation. And I just, I hear, I hate when patients ask me, I know they're just trying to be nice and make conversation. Right. That's probably the norm back when they were my age. They're probably all married or whatever. Exactly. But you, there's like, they ask me that and I'm not, there's like always a big, no, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, that's not me. That's not my. I hate that. I don't like yeah. it. I, I, I've always been honest, but just been like, I don't like, I don't like this. I don't like, I really do want someone. And like, even just saying that is judged. Like, yes. Being like. It's like, oh, well, you shouldn't want anyone. It's like, well, you still do. You still do. Because eventually that's how you see your life, like, not ending, but, like, the end point. Eventually. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Who's cool in your 20s and 30s to be like, oh, I'm just going to, like, you know, sleep around and, like, you know, do Mm -hmm. me. But -hmm. eventually when you're in your 40s or 50s, you know. It's so important to, like, find things outside of that. Like, and I can't stress that enough, like find things outside of validation from men that make Mm, you happy and really do focus on those. And yeah, you can still want to find somebody and make efforts where you can to do that. But someone who compliments what you're already doing with your life. Exactly. Not someone, you shouldn't be totally dependent on someone for your happiness. No. You shouldn't feel that that is what's gonna make your life better i always say and it's like a weird thing to say but like romantic love should not be unconditional you should not be in love with someone who beats you you should not be in love with someone who's toxic like Mm. there are conditions to romantic love like i think there's this grand romantic idea that like yeah okay you meet you find your soulmate and it's unconditional love and they're there for you no matter what but it's like no there's limits i think like yeah okay if you have a fucking like son or daughter like yeah, yeah, that should be unconditional love. But, but in a like when you're when you're choosing, yeah, when you're choosing your partner, you're choosing, yeah, no. that's just exactly it. You're choosing, you're choosing, and you're allowed to be picky. You're allowed. You're to like, be picky. don't settle. Yeah, you gotta. And I have no idea what that is like, but maybe we'll find out someday. <laughs> also, yeah, maybe <laughs> someday. Like, there's so many times that I'm just like, am I ever gonna know what it's like to get flowers or like, yeah. or like. I don't know. These, like, really simple, like, relationship. Like, I'm not even... I used to be so, like, wedding, house, kids. Yeah. Now I'm like, what's it like to have a guy hold my hand? Yeah. Or, like, what's it like to... 
Or just like read in bed side by side with like, like different simple. lamps on you. You know, like in comfortable to... silence. All I want is comfortable silence with someone. I want to be on my phone next to you. But I feel like because I've been single for so long and we've talked about this, I'm so comfortable with myself now. Yeah. And being alone that it like. Of course I want it, but it's not, like, a need anymore. No, it's not a need. Like, I don't want to end up alone alone, like, by when I die. But, like, it's not... I feel so comfortable being alone and being independent. That, like... And that took a long time to get to. Yeah. But I feel like I value my alone time now. Like, I, I like, too. you know... I kind of do, too. And that, that's a big thing for me to say, because I'm a huge extrovert. But I, I, I would agree with you. Like, I think when you're... Especially if you take on a lot... Mm-hmm. You then, like, you value the time that you can, like, do your makeup by yeah. yourself with, like, a podcast on or something. Like, watching The Crown and eating Chinese food. I need to watch myself. The Crown. So the other good. show I need to watch is The Queen's Gambit. I hear that's really good. Is that about Princess Diana? No, I think it's about, like, some. <laughs> I think it's about a woman who. Oh, oh, the chess. The chess. The chess. Yes. Like, it's not something that I would normally be drawn to, but I've been recommended it by like a lot of people that it's like really good, apparently. I'm also really afraid of snakes. (gasps) Oh, okay. (laughs) Getting like super non I like like that. What about like heights or like stuff like that? Um, heights, not so much. There's always like like even in the mall today, like you know, oh, I found out what this word is. You know, like indoor balconies. Yeah. So like a mall, like how they have like railings and a, it's called a mezzanine. Mezzanine. It's called Love a that mezzanine. word. I learned that on an ambulance call. I won't explain why, but anyways, it's um, called a mezzanine. No. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I feel like there's a story there that I'm gonna yeah, have to hear. Off no, the mic. we're just gonna we're just gonna yeah yeah. yeah. Um, it's called a mezzanine. But, like, sometimes when I'm walking, I'm like, I could fucking just yeah. hurl myself off. I feel like everybody has want, that impulse, so. I don't want Maybe not everybody. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. Some people are very strange. Some people fucking do sky jumps and fucking, like. No. And, I don't think I, I could. I don't know them. Yeah. I think I could skydive. I don't think I could bungee jump because you get it a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, like, since it, like, you just, like, ricochet. I think I could, um, I think I could skydive. I feel like I would have more control over skydiving for some reason. And you're strapped to somebody. You're strapped to somebody. And I feel like you're so high up that you don't even perceive how high up you are. Because you're, like, above the clouds. Yeah. So I think it would be, like, more cool. I don't, still don't think I would do it. Honestly. Skydiving? I'm bad with flying as well. (gasps) I'm I'm so bad bad with flying. flying. Okay, you know what? Yeah, I'm scared of flying. So I'm scared of dying alone. I'm scared of snakes. And I'm scared of flying. So I agree with... I'm mostly all of those. Snakes, like, I wouldn't say I'm terrified of them. I don't trust anything like without them. legs. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, anything that slithers. Like, like I just don't like that motion. Yeah, eels, snakes. I don't like squids or octopus either. Like, ugh. Octopuses are crazy. They're Octopi? super smart. I, did you watch that octopus documentary No, on I haven't. So smart. But I've heard, like, wild things about them. Like, how they, like... They know things. Yeah, they sense things. <laughs> like they're like hypersensitive. There was like an octopus that like escaped from like a zoo or something. He like threw something at the security camera, like knocked it out and like wiggled out of his That's cage. Insane. Just like wiggle. I think he died because he didn't get too far. But like he tried. He tried. Oh my god! Right? Did I ask you and Jim what you guys like? Oh yeah, I asked you guys that. What you like and don't like about yourself on the last episode? Yeah. I think I, I can't really remember. I think I like how I like I'm open mm-hmm. and I like meeting new people and like having new experiences and like bringing a lot of new people into my circle. But what I don't like 
I think this is the same answer, is yeah. that I forget myself in the process. Like, I try to, like, people right. please too much yes. and cater to what other people want instead of being, like, what does Vanessa... Setting some boundaries. Yeah, that's setting... Kinda, like, I'm bad at setting boundaries. That's ex- that's exactly it. You gotta, like... You just gotta practice with, like, small things, I think. Yeah. I think that's the key to setting boundaries. Like, once you start, like... Even if it's, like... If I'm, like, hey, do you like cider? And you say, no, nah, I'm not into it. Versus what you did, which was... Yeah! Hug my whole... <laughs> thing of disgusting cider yeah like once you start doing that and if you do it with like people that you trust you can do it more with with other people but that that's a fucking tough one that's one that like comes with time yeah. what it's about you real. what did you say oh i mean that's i uh, probably the same for me too <laughs> people pleasing and probably We're both people pleasers what else do i not like about myself um probably that i overthink yeah i feel that I overthink uh, instead of just doing. I don't like how sometimes I talk too much about myself and I forget to like ask people all about them. Mm. Uh, something that like you're, I'm kind of hyper aware of as a host too, because I'm just like, stop making it about you, make yeah. it about you a little bit, but not all, you know. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. I mean, like, I mean, I can just go on and on about the things I. <laughs> about the things you want <laughs> i don't like that i'm messy i don't mm. like that i'm not or i'm not as organized as i want to be i want to be a more organized person i feel like that's like a struggle for like everyone i feel like even the most organized person could do better feel yeah there's always like a bar unless like you're marie whatever her name is condo marie condo yeah yeah you're not gonna you're not gonna beat her we're not, we're not <laughs> you're not gonna be marie like you just cool like, like yeah she's full of joy she sparks joy and mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i feel like i feel like that's like i feel like that's everyone would that's a lot of people and a lot of creative people i think struggle with that because we have so many things going Mm. on up here that like yes (laughs) just getting like i feel like boring people that's all they have all they have is organizing their pantries oh i gotta get home by 5 p.m and go to organize my books in alphabetical order like the library And if you're like that, no judgment. We're all different. No, you probably have a very lovely home. That's right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, we got to wrap because we got to wrap it up. This is Joe Rogan. This is Rogan Link. This is officially Rogan Link. Yeah, this is over two and a half hours. So you're you're officially. Oh wow, has you're two forty. Time flies when you're so similar with someone else. (laughs) See, I feel like again. I feel like we could just keep going. Yeah. So you'll be back. You'll be back. Thanks. I feel like you'll be oh, back for sure. Right. I've already told you that you'll be back. Well, we're gonna do a mukbang, and you're gonna agree because you're people put, mukbang, M- muk- mukbang, mukbang. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, we're, we're gonna eat a lot of food on camera. We're a little too on the same wavelength. Yeah. So once again, you gotta check out. Uh, bring, we're bringing Daddy back. Yes, please. Spotify, Google f- Play, Apple Music. All of the places. You gotta follow Vanessa as well on Instagram. What's your handle? Do you know it? Yeah, it's V V E E dot Allen A L L E N ninety. You got <laughs> it. And can yeah. they watch your movie, your film anywhere? Um, yeah. Publicly? So I don't think it's public yet because we want to do a couple, I think, edits and re-release it for Finn mm. um, in the upcoming years. So it's not available yet. Um, but if it is available. Just follow my Instagram. I'm sure I'll post it. There. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time. It's a good short film. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I just I love. I'm very lucky and happy to have met you. Me 
to. I hope you know that. Because this was a joy. That means a lot. Yeah. This was an utter joy and blast. It's and fun finding new friends. Oh, oh my god, it's the fucking best. It's the, <laughs> Especially, it's really hard when you're adult to find new friends. And we're gonna make TikToks together. We're gonna yeah. do some sketch. Like we're gonna do something together. Yeah. Somehow with funny women and. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do COVID. a sketch comedy. Hopefully, I thing. would fucking love to. I, and I, with I, the women of Halifax, I have so much to learn. And like, even if I could just be a fly on the wall for things, like I would just love to like just watch like your process. You know? Oh, there's no process. <laughs> <laughs> it's just film and go. It's just yeah, whatever is it. in my head on paper. Let's see if this turns out well. <laughs> Basically, that's the process. Well, you're clearly very talented. Oh, thanks. I'm proud of you, too. We're proud of each other. Cheers. Look at us. Okay. Oh, you've switched to bubbly. Oh. (laughs) I'm still drinking, and she's on fucking carbonated. I'm on bubbly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I should have made a vodka drink, but I feel like I'm very sensitive to alcohol lately. Like, I'll have two drinks and feel hungover the next time. Is it because you're not drinking as much because of the pandemic? Yeah. That's why your tolerance yeah. is low. Yeah. It needs to be upped a bit, I think. But you um, get to do the honors. <gasps> okay, just me? Yeah, just you. Because you're the only guest. Ring that bell. Oh, hell yeah. You're a There's multi- a little misstep there. You're a multi-beller. <laughs> 